to your very first 2019 episode of the What's Good Games podcast. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello. And Miss Christine Steimer. Oh, hello. Happy New Year, ladies. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. My feet are still so fucked up right now. From what? Wait, why? What happened? All the dancing. Oh, heels? I, wore, I wore heels, ladies. I wore heels. Oh, my heels. goodness. How tall were those heels? You. Oh, they weren't that tall. They were maybe like... Yay, three, tall. three inches. Yeah, three I don't inches. Know, yeah. Um, I left my actual shoes that I was going to wear at Andrea's hotel room, and I don't think I ever got them back. I think I forgot to they get them. They are in the spare bedroom at my house. I, I I put them there hoping you would see them, but maybe the last time May. you were here, they just got overlooked. But I'll be sure to set them out oh, that's all for good. the next time you come into town. I got to buy some new shoes, but they were playing some really great 90s hits up at the Space Needles where we celebrated, and I lost my mind a little bit. Wait, yeah. Okay, the top of the space. Granted, it has been probably twenty years, which makes me cringe inside. Since I've been <laughs> <laughs> to the Space Needle, the top of the Space Needle. But the last time I was there, I um, it, it spun like there yeah. was. So, like, how do you not get sick? Because it spins really slowly. Yeah, like, I really, remember. Really I remember slowly. like being thrown off. Maybe it was just I needed to get used to it. But I re- definitely remember stepping off and being like, "Whoa." Well, they, I'm sure it's, it's been so like done over the that? years. Yeah, no. So you can't tell. Like, you can't, unless you're looking out, you can slowly see your scenery changing. Mm, so they recently okay. renovated it. And the ground, the bottom floor is glass. So you can see down. <gasps> no, that's terrifying. That's fucking terrifying. I thought terrifying. it was amazing. Uh, oh, it my God. So cool. I need to go back. Yeah. It that was sounds awesome. so cool. Oh, my God. I would be, like, clinging to one of you. Like, oh, God, we're going to die. How far in advance did you have to make those reservations? We I have actually, to imagine that must have been one of the hottest tickets. You would think, but we got them in early December. No problem. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. We were able to get That's it. So maybe I mean, cause all Space of Needle us, would be such a great place to watch the fireworks. All of us, yeah. New Year's, next year, Space Needle. Let's go. It was Although really I'm, so I'm fucking terrified. I'll need to take lots of shots before you I go can. No, you absolutely can. <laughs> absolutely. It was really cool. We are here to facilitate you taking shots all the time. Uh, thank you. You know that. I, I do. <laughs> well, we hope that you all listening out there had a lovely New Year's Eve and a lovely Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you celebrate. Or maybe you don't celebrate holidays at all. Maybe you were just making some paper, working long hours, and we appreciate all of you letter carriers, all of you UPS and FedEx drivers who really, truly are the heroes of the holiday season. Because I had so many things delivered this year because I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to jump on this like super online shopping bandwagon. I do love a good trip to the mall, but um, really utilized a lot of delivery services this year. So if you are one of those out there, you get an extra special thanks from us. But We have some cool things to talk about this show. We've got some interesting info coming for you very soon 
about what's happening with our Patreon. If you guys noticed that we put up a Patreon-exclusive vlog this week, it was me making my New Year's Eve hangover cure, my Bloody Mary <laughs> recipe. In that video, I mentioned that we were we are going to be doing weekly vlogs for you guys, which I'm really excited about. It's one of our revamps for our Patreon for 2019. So if you guys have been gone for a while or if you used to be a patron and you stepped your pledge down or maybe you have never thought about pledging before, maybe take a second, take a second look. Think about if you would like to support us in that way because we would really appreciate it and you're going to get more content from us in 2019. And as I have said time and time again, we will have more details on that very soon. Uh, some other things that you may have missed over the break. Steimer did her Dream Daddy stream. I did. I watched some of it and man, oh man, Bruce Wayne is so dang cute. He's mm -hmm. the best dad. You are good at the voice acting, Steimer. I was oh, very impressed. Yeah. I was just, I was losing it toward the end there. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> what voices am I doing? I definitely, there was one guy I was trying to play British, but would slip into Holy. Australian sometimes. And I was like, oh, no, this is bad. Um, but it was really fun. And so thank you to anybody who stopped by and watched. Yeah. Did you find love? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, are you kidding? I'm so good at dating sims. <laughs> so good. Because, like, the trick is, even if it's not the person you want, you figure out who likes you and you commit. You're just like, you, I'm, we're, we're doing this thing and it always works. That's good advice for dating sims. Yes. Not real life, but dating not real sims, life. Yes. Real life. You should, you know, <laughs> want the person to, and then if they like you good. And if not, then there's always ice cream. <laughs> that's, that's, that's some really sage advice. Actually, ice cream never fails you. No, it always doesn't. is good to you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was not, I was not <laughs> expecting that. No. It really kind of caught me off guard there. Um, well, if you guys missed Steimer's stream and you want to see who she found love with, you can, of course, find that archive over at our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash what's good games or at youtube.com slash what's good games as well. So if you want to, uh, listen to all of Steimer's voices and see everything that went down with Dream Daddy and Bat Dad. Speaking of uh, Patreon, oh, real yes. quick, <clears throat> I have some breaking news that I found my fanfic that I wrote when I was a teenager. Yes! Best news ever! Yes! yes. <laughs> yep. So during our Patreon anniversary stream, we said, hey, if you help us get to this certain level, I'm going to do a read for you. And it was on my old computer. And I've had it at this little store. And they said, sorry, it's basically dead. But I remembered that I uploaded it to fanfiction.net back in the day. And I found it, and holy shit. I'm, Praise the internet. Oh my god, it is so bad and awful and cringeworthy. I'm going to have to take <laughs> so many shots before I ever do a reading. So I'm going to be uploading these. But like, these I want to do this so badly with you. Like, I want to do the action figures. I want to get drunk. <laughs> I want to do voices. Like, let us help you. Okay. I feel like this should be a group effort, Brit. Yes. Oh my god, I don't know. We'll see about that. Anyway. Don't you want my British Australian accent? Dude, I don't even want to do this because there's that <laughs> bad. I'll just have to get really drunk, but it's gonna be amazing. I have action figures. Well, we know that you don't want to do it. It's not about that. It's no. about the fact that you committed to doing oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I'm doing you have this. to do it. <laughs> I'm going above and beyond. I have all the action figures. I'm gonna give them all voices. I'm gonna do a little series. It's about me moving into uh, a dorm room with Zidane Tribal and the Final Fantasy IX crew. And I didn't even know what a dorm room was back in the day. I was 10, 11, 13 years old. I don't know how old I was. You had an I, idea of what a dorm room was. I think it was, I thought it was just a big house that everyone lived in, which is not incorrect. I mean, but 
Anyway, yeah, it's yeah, like a frat it's... house. <laughs> oh boy! I guess if you're going really literal, that's that's there true. you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep our eyes out peeled for that bad boy. That's gonna be a thing. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. The gears are spinning inside my mind of all the things that we can do. I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. Um, all right. Well, uh, before we get into the news or the non-news, because there's really not any news happening right now, um, I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor for this week's episode, Bespoke Post. Uh, when you're constantly on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, there's not much time to think about upgrading your style or your home. That's why we at What's Good Games love getting a box of awesome from Bespoke Post. These guys are out scouting for quality and unique products to send in each box. And now you can experience it too at boxofawesome.com. My box of awesome was super handy over the holidays because that wine key that came with my um, wine box. I can't, I think it was called Psalm or something. It was a play on words for like sommelier. I'll have to look up exactly what it was. Um, but I loved this wine key so much because it's so handy at opening bottles of wine quickly that I actually gifted one to my in-laws. And now they love it too. Because every time I would go to my in-laws house, I would of course be the one that would be like, Andrea, pick out the wine. And I'd be like, okay, twist my arm. <laughs> um, and then I would go to open the wine and they would have this like antiquated old thing or they had the, one of those weird rabbit things with all the silver handles oh with the like, arms I don't know how this, yeah i was like i don't know how this i love works. the arm ones they're so funny yeah. they're little people <laughs> I, was, I was like how about we i just go back to the basics and that was why i was so glad that my box of awesome contained this really solid quality wine key and you guys can get started with your very own Box of Awesome at boxofawesome.com, where you're going to answer a few short questions that will help them get a feel for the boxes that go best with your lifestyle. Like if you want to learn about or get boxes about travel, about kitchen and cooking, if you want stuff like me that's about, um, you know, beer and wine or, or spirits. So you'll answer a few questions so they can help tailor the kind of boxes you want. It's super easy. So whether you're in search of, like I said, whether you're in search of the perfect drink, a walk-up pad, or jet setting style, Bespoke Post improves your life one box at a time. Each box goes for under 50 bucks, but has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside for you. And at the first of each month, you're going to get an email with what's going to be coming in the box. And then you're going to have five days to change colors or sizes or add extra goods to it. So if you're not feeling what they've picked out for you that month, then you can just skip it. It's that simple. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags to classy dop kits. By the way, I had to look up what a dop kit was. Did I was I about know. to ask, what is it? It's a, it's just a name for a toiletry bag. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I well, was like, what's a dop kit? So I literally fancy. Googled what is a dop kit. Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern person. So if you guys want to get 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter code what's good at checkout. That's boxofawesome, just like it sounds, dot com, code what's good for 20% off your first box of Bespoke Post. Theme boxes for those that give a damn. All right. So as I mentioned... There's not much news because it's the beginning of January and a lot of offices were closed and have been closed for the last couple of weeks. So we decided to talk about our 2019 New Year's resolutions, recap what we went over for our 2018 resolutions and see how we did. And I also wanted to quickly mention, if you missed my Twitter post, I picked my top 20 games as did Brittany and Simer? Did you pick a number? I picked or... five, like a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
also, Cyber, you were giving me a tough time about picking 20 games. I was just like, 20 is so many. Like, why? Like, what? Why? Okay, so Why? I, that not everyone needs to be acknowledged. I know that there were so many great games this year, but that doesn't mean everyone needs a slot on the podium. I'm going for more no, of no. like sports winners here. It's like there's okay, never so this I don't, I don't think it's about everyone getting a medal, everyone getting a ribbon. I think it's about just choosing the personal favorites we played throughout. For me, it's fun to be like, okay, did I like this game more than that game? And it's fun to kind of like rank them. I'm not saying they're all getting a medal. I mean, anything after three, you're getting coal, even though you're great. <laughs> But I mean, it's just one of, yeah, I think that's what it's more about. Not everyone gets a medal. I think it's just, it's too, it's too much for me, which is why I picked way less. But you too, go on with your bad selves. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and this was not meant to be like a really um, deep dive debate. I just had seen a lot of other people on Twitter picking their top 20 games. And so I was like, oh, this would be a fun exercise for me um, to pick 20. And what it really forced me to do was look at all of the games that I had played this year and go, what were the games that left an impact on me? And what were the ones that didn't, you know, and there was some games that I really wanted to include on the list but didn't quite make the cut. But I think what my list did show to me was that this was an incredible year for video games. And there were a lot of games that weren't even on my list because I didn't get a chance to play them. And I think that that is incredible news for everybody that loves video games and for everyone that makes video games because it means more people are playing, more people are buying, and more people are having a good time. So... Let's talk about that. I'm going to run down mine really quickly. And then, Brittany, you can do yours. And then, Starmer, will get to your top five. How's that sound? Sounds great. I did insert a couple small pieces of news that I found about some of the games uh, that are in my list. So I'll, t- I'll go over those as we go through the list. So my number one was, of course, what we picked as our game of the year in last week's episode, God of War. Number two was Destiny 2 Forsaken. Number three was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Four was Celeste. Five was Monster Hunter World. Six was Red Dead Redemption 2. Seven was Legend of Soulguard. Eight was Spider-Man. Nine, Tetris Effect. Ten, Florence. Eleven, Moss. Twelve, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Thirteen, Detroit Become Human. Fourteen, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Fifteen, Far Cry 5. Sixteen, Gris. Seventeen, Diablo 3 Eternal Collection on Switch. Eighteen, Mario Tennis Aces. Nineteen, Overcooked 2. Twenty, Super Mario Party. So that was my list. Um... Obviously, the top three are the games that I talked probably the most about this year, even though I did talk a lot about Celeste. I was looking back and forth between Assassin's Creed and Celeste and going, hmm, would Celeste edge it out? And I was like, no, I'm too much of a diehard Assassin's Creed fan. Now, I did kind of go back and forth with Destiny in Assassin's Creed. Like, should I put Assassin's Creed above Destiny? Yes. But I have spent more time with <laughs> Destiny 2 this year than any other game. And so th- what that means for me is that like this game was one of my favorite games of 2018. And that's what this list was about. It wasn't about critically, like, Mm -mm. does this game deserve to be the number two ranked game of the year overall? No, of course not. There are plenty of other games that I would rank above Destiny 2 as far as, like, if I was going to stack, like, the best definitive games of the year. But this is my personal favorite of the games that I loved spending time with, um, which is why Monster Hunter World is in the number five spot and a game like Spider-Man is in the number eight spot. Because there was a lot of people that were giving me shit about my... Uh, selection about Red Dead Redemption 2 being number six. And I was like, I I just clearly you don't listen to the podcast if you are curious as to why I put it so low. Not that I think that game is bad. I think it's amazing in a variety of ways. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah, this but, list is all about 
personal pleasure you derived from these games. And that's not something that... I like how sexy you just said that. I did that for you, Simon. (laughs) That's not something you can debate. You can't say you enjoyed, I don't know, Spider-Man more than Red Dead Redemption or something like that. You can't tell someone that. Sure, I think people just get, like, or not confused, but, like, I think think the natural inclination is whenever you put a list out, especially if it's top 20, people are assuming it's meant to be more critical versus like no this is what i personally enjoyed and nobody reads andrea you know this so even if you'd put in context <laughs> that it was your personal list they're like no she's saying this and you're like it's just reading comprehension well, that's why thing. when i tweeted it i said it's not up for debate it's just mm. for your observation and if you are interested don't at me uh, yeah well i mean people <laughs> added me anyway no, because I know. you know they don't the know internet. how to read as you mentioned but it was um it was interesting seeing people's responses and a number of people saying, you know, there's games on this list that they hadn't played or that they'd heard good things about. Uh several people reached out about Legend of Soulguard being like, Hey, I'd never heard of this game and it was like, Oh, it's a mobile game that I spent way too much time with and I just bought another pack of diamonds yesterday. Yeah, girl. Um Diamonds <laughs> Get them creatures. But I've gotten into like the high level play now and it's like I'm like all in. I'm like super stoked about this game. Um, anyway, two quick pieces of news before we move on to Britney's top 20. Um, Celeste is going to be adding farewell levels in the new year. So Polygon wrote this up. Creator Matt Thorson last week said the new content was coming in a tweet celebrating the game's sales and thanking everyone who made it a hit. More than 500,000 players, by the way. We're working on some farewell Celeste levels, he said. Expect them in early 2019. So that's exciting. A few extra levels. It'll be interesting to see how they tie them in narratively to everything that happened in the game. Isn't that game also coming to Game Pass? Oh, it's coming to Xbox Live Games with Gold. Games with Gold, in okay. In January. So if you guys have Xbox Live Gold, there you have absolutely no excuse not to play Celeste. Like It's amazing. So good. Go team. Bra bra. And playing it with an Xbox One controller way better than playing it handheld on the switch (laughs) yeah (laughs) the precision you need in that game is important and i wish i had played more with a pro controller but i think by the time i um got a couple of hours in i had kind of trained myself to use the little nub on the switch (laughs) on the joy cons but um but yeah so that's exciting another piece of brief news monster hunter world is getting an assassin's creed crossover event so that's actually happening right now so the write-up comes from game informer capcom stealth launched a new crossover event for monster hunter world this time crossing over with the assassin's creed series because we saw they'd previously done it with um aloy from horizon zero dawn and then there was one with final fantasy no, who was the other one? Was Street I don't Fighter? The other one. Who else was in There's there? definitely Street Fighter costumes in there, too. I thought there was something else. It'll come to me. Yeah. Um, the SDF, the Silent Deadly Fierce event, <laughs> lasts until January 10th <laughs> and has players facing off against nimble, fierce, and impetuous monsters to earn Senu's Feather. The event features new armor that makes players look like Bayek from Assassin's Creed Origins and the Assassin's Hood tool, which resembles the outfit Ezio wore in Assassin's Creed 2, and grants additional damage when attacking monsters out of stealth, as well as additional movement speed while running, climbing, and crouch running. <laughs> That's an Assassin's Creed Ooh, special, the crouch, crouch running. Run. I mean, it's hard to do. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I guess I haven't tried to crouch run recently. Crouch running's like not easy. <laughs> 
Can we try this when we're all together next time? Yes. We'll just like make a video of us trying to crouch run. That's yeah. also what I feel like even like a, in Red Dead, like when you're down and you're like running along, I'm like, oh, that's like my back hurts just thinking about it. Um, sorry, PC players. The event is currently not available, uh, but they are saying it's going to arrive sometime at a later date. So yeah, so if you you have a couple of days left, you guys want to get in and get that Assassin's Creed stuff in Monster Hunter. I've been talking to some of the players in the What's Good Guardians Destiny clan about jumping back into Monster Hunter and, and, and getting excited about it. Um, but I've actually jumped into another game, which I'm going to talk about in the next section of the <laughs> of the show. So, um, any um, any surprises for you in my list? Where you were like, huh, what's that I'm game I'm surprised doing there? Far Cry even made it on your list. You know, it's an interesting one because when I originally put the list together, it didn't make it the first time. Um, and I went back and was like, particularly the, the bottom 10 games were the ones that were the toughest for me to, to think about and go like, hmm, hmm. okay, which, which of the best of the rest do I want to include? And I really did enjoy Far Cry as much as I had some issues with how they kind of rounded out the narrative in that game i still think they designed a really fantastic open world that had a lot of personality with some really interesting npcs and the ability to you know roll around with a giant bear or Mm -hmm. a cougar was cool and i i I had fun it was it was a well-polished game did it have some bugs yeah of course it did but i think i had a lot of fun with that game and i thought that it deserved a place on the list. I didn't think it was a bad or broken game in any way. I just think that it could have improved in key elements, but it wasn't bad enough that I was like, no, it doesn't deserve a spot. I'm kind of surprised Overcooked 2 is number 19. I thought it would be a little higher. Well, I like playing that game a lot. It's super fun, and playing it co-op, especially with you girls, is always you know a good time. Brittany doesn't but fuck I think with that. that <laughs> fuck no, I stay far away from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's an interesting stressful time uh, <laughs> i can't wait to talk make... about hands-on section because uh anyways <gasps> go on okay um it didn't make it higher because as much as i love that game i feel like they reused a lot of the same gameplay elements from the first one which is a, which is not a bad thing right it's like a, if it ain't broke don't fix it right mm-hmm. but that's why it wasn't higher because I didn't think that they um, did a ton of innovation. And not that every game needs to, but I had to pick a reason, right? Like when you're talking about the top 20 best games, you have to start splitting hairs in order to like make decisions, right? Yeah. Indeed. All right. Let's do my list. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Give it to me. <coughs> Number one. And this is. This, these kind of lists are so hard because I feel like I, the more I stare at it, the more I want to tweak it and move things around. But I'm going to stick with what it is. It's Number just one, video games. No one's dying. It's okay. I know, but I care about video games. I'm a lot. I know that you do. And I'm passionate. Okay. Number Hit one, Red, De- Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2. Number two, God of War. Number three, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Number four, Spider-Man. Number five, West of Loathing on the Switch. Number six, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I actually have 20.5 games, which I know isn't really possible, but too bad. How do you have half of a game? Because I, I couldn't figure out where to put this, and I, I don't know. I didn't want to reshift it's everything. It's a DLC? No, six and a half is Gris. <laughs> <'Cause> oh. <I'm> <laughs> re- I didn't want to shuffle everything over again, because I put this together last minute. Um, number seven, Detroit Become Human. Number eight, Dragon Quest Eleven. Number nine, Octopath Traveler. 
Number 10, Nino Kuni 2. Number 11, Vampire. Number 12, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Number 13, Bloons Tower to Defense 5 on the Switch. Number 14, Florence. 15, Moonlighter. 16, Cattails. 17, Monster Hunter World. 18, Far Cry 5. 19, Full Metal Furies. And 20, A Way Out. Dun, dun, dun. These I'm people are cleaning like right outside my window and it's freaking me out. Wait, what's happening? <laughs> There's people cleaning like the common areas. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, God. what was after cattails? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh Monster Hunter World. <laughs> I don't know. It's your I own. I don't list. have it memorized. I don't have a shit memorized. <laughs> I know. Okay, this is a really fascinating list, Brittany. Thanks. I, I, I have, I have questions. Give me them. I have answers. Like, how did Florence get so far down the list above va- below Vampire? Okay, so Florence. So Florence. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, so I, I was I was trying to find. I was like, where is it? So yeah, these this was a list of games that either I just had a lot of fun playing and that I was really looking forward to playing and continue playing or if it connected with me on a certain level. Now, obviously, Florence is a very emotional story and it's really impactful. But Vampire, I was just super into everything about it. it obviously, they're, they're so different. So you can't even compare them as games. But I enjoyed True. my time with Vampire just overall a lot more than Do you think that's because there was more time to spend with it? I mean, it could have been, sure. I mean, that makes sense, right? You get more involved with the characters and the setting. But I just really liked what Vampire did, and it was so different. And I hope to see more of that. Of that, I guess I can't call it a series, but I'd like to see more within that IP going forward. Just, it needs to be polished up a little bit. But it was really fun. Yeah, I really liked, I liked how clever they were with the motion controls with it and, like, trying to make... I, I, just a lot of the things that they did gameplay-wise there made it feel like more than just... A tapping game you know like a shitty like mobile game go. like you think of tap 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 um yeah so florence is also on my list my list is obviously super short because uh didn't feel like listing them out let's just be honest i'm lazy um but so <laughs> uh, should i wait for you andrea i see her typing britney's list uh, so i was just typing britney's top britney's top two i mean red dead you know we, last week you said that was your game of the year and god war number two kingdom come deliverance at number three over dragon quest octopath and nino cooney that to me is a big shock that you put kingdom come that is that only high. because you said it was so broken that you had to leave it it didn't start off that broken. It didn't start out that broken. The game got progressively more broken the more they tried to patch. Just like real life. Right. And the same <laughs> thing became an issue. It was... Exactly. Simon's dropping all these knowledge bombs and I am here for it. <laughs> and it started to the point where during fast travel, the game would just crash randomly, consistently, maybe once every 45 minutes or so. And it just became a little unbearable. But there was a, a, a time where that was all I wanted to do with my life. I was staying up till 2 or 3 in the morning playing it. So I was thinking about, I really liked the survival elements of it, which is something really rare for me. I liked how it was a realistic medieval time era, and that's something that's right up my alley. And I just had a lot of fun with it, and I still want to go back and play it. It's just, lol, when's, <laughs> when am I going to be able to do that? Because it was, I don't know, girl, we got a whole bunch of shit coming out pretty soon. I know, that's what I'm saying! So I don't know if I ever will, but I think about that game fondly, and it did provide... I don't know, like 50 plus hours of entertainment, at least, if not more. I played it for a long time. And then it just, unfortunately, kind of broke itself into a million shattered pieces. Sadness. 
It true. makes me also sad that Assassin's Creed is not on this list at all. I can't know because it like breaks my heart a little bit. Because <laughs> this is by it. far like one of the best, like arguably the best Assassin's Creed ever made. I know. I it's it's one of those weird things that Solitary I don't tear. As tear falls. <laughs> I don't know why those games just don't click with me. I, like I said, when I see Jason playing it, I'm super into it. But the minute I have the controller in my hands, I'm like, I don't know. It. I'm okay. I don't know. It's so weird. Maybe I've wondered if. Ubisoft released another Assassin's Creed game, but didn't call it Assassin's Creed. If there's some weird mental block now I have in my head, mm. if maybe they called it mm. Kill People Game. <laughs> kill stealth people kill. Game. Just call it Stealth Kill. <laughs> stealth Kill the game. <laughs> That's the stealth. You could call it like the Stealth Code. Stealth something. Well, and for how much you liked Far Cry Five, to see at the very bottom of the list is interesting too. Far Cry. <sighs> So this is the. the I want to punch it into cry. the sun. Oh, <laughs> just holy <this> one. shit! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> it upsets Damn. me. I think about I when I think Goodbye, back on that game, I get mad. <laughs> but like the not with cheeseburger and not with peaches. They are national treasures. Love them. Hug them. Kiss them. Big hugs. They are great. Right. I think. Okay, so the problem with Far- so when Andrew and I did the preview event, you saw it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so much fun!" Blah, blah. And it was a lot of fun, but obviously the formula really got repetitive. And but the the unfortunate reality is, and I'm very transparent about this, is I stopped playing Far Cry Five for God of War, and then trying to go back to Far Cry Five after God of War was just a big mistake. And anything else I played after God of War for a while just kind of was like tainted until I started playing Dragon Quest Eleven, which was so much different that I it was you couldn't compare it. Not that you can compare Far Cry and God of War, because they're two obviously very different as well, but uh, something about it. I don't know. The way that they tried to do the narrative just completely turned me off. Like, it was borderline ridiculous. And I'm not even talking about the ending. I'm talking about the way that they structured any storyline mission. Mm -hmm. Just ticked me off eventually. It was too repetitive. Didn't feel like any of these characters had any depth to them whatsoever. And I was just like... It, Far Cry is a fun game to go dick around in, but to me, it was ultimately not a game that I, I think I only finished that game because I forced myself to, because I was like, well, I made it this far. I may as well just go ahead and finish it. And that I think was why I look back on it with less than fond memories is because I was kind of like, no, just put the pedal to the metal, just go through it and get it done. Yeah. And the last missions that I had, I hated so much. The airplane mission. The yeah. airplane mission, I I have no words for the amount of hatred in my heart for that mission. And, and then to the, like the cherry on top was the ending and I was just like, "All right, whatever." Like that was a video game that existed this year, but to me it I don't know. I still like the general formula of Far Cry, but no thank you. And also, no thank you. I wish that this game that they had just announced was next, like, 2020. Need a year. Need a breather. Need a breather. Give her space. Yeah, or she'll also want to punt you into the sun. A little bit. A little bit. Why are you doing this? Well, I find it weird because, like, they learned their lesson with Assassin's Creed. Or at least they, they, they say that they did. Who knows? But, you know, it's like, oh, oh, we shouldn't put this out every year? Like, people have fatigue? And then they're like, well, maybe, surely not on this. Surely not. (laughs) Surely not. Yeah, it was interesting because I think they just 
posed New Dawn as something bigger than it actually is, if they had made it seem more like Blood Dragon, like, hey, this is just an expansion for Far Cry 5, it would have probably gone over a lot better because that's essentially what it is. It's yeah. It's just a big ex- story expansion, standalone expansion for Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5.5, whatever you want to call it. This isn't like a... I hope that they call like a, it... I, would, I want a game to be called 5.5. 5. 5. That, that seems like something like Devolver Digital would do. They mm-hmm. would just like hit it on the nose and be like, yeah, obviously it's, this, this is, is not this a full This is not a full game. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but who knows why these companies make the decisions that they do. Money, business, business, money, business, money. business. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Simer, mm-hmm. you have a top five. Brittany, thank you for putting your list together, by the way. I do. You're welcome. I have a top five and then two honorable mentions. Okay. Um, number one, again, so disclosure is that I have not finished Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm 70% through the story now. I should finish it soon. So if there's any flopping to happen on this, I'll let you know. But as it stands, God of War is number one. Red Dead Redemption 2, number two. Um, Spider-Man, Florence, and Detroit. So, like, these were all games that I picked basically because I had either some sort of an emotional investment in them or I sat and thought about them a lot or they were just fucking fun. Spider-Man, just a fun-ass game. And, like, I loved what they did with the narrative. I loved the relationship development in that that entire storyline. Um, so there was just... And, like, God, like, how satisfying is it to swing through the city? Hell yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. Um, so that's, I mean, they're sort of obvious-ish choices. So like, there's nothing terribly controversial on there, I don't think. Uh, but my honorable mention is, of course, Hero U. By oh, yeah. My nice. beloved adventure game needs a nod. Um, I just haven't finished it, so I feel like I can't really put it on a, on a top list yet. Um, and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because I really like that, but also haven't finished it. No, but no, no in general, the the formula of Assassin's Creed Odyssey is like my jam. Um, would Nino Kuni two have been your third honorable mention? Yes, I actually okay. thought about it, and then I was like, "This is getting ridiculous, and I don't want to end up making a longer list." <laughs> Not everyone needs a podium. They don't. <laughs> Not need everyone ribbons. needs a trophy. But I love. I did really like Nino Kuni. It was great. Yeah, adorable, adorable game. Yeah, that's, that's a great list. That was a feel good mm-hmm. game. I can't I can't pick apart your list, man. It's a good list. And it has three PlayStation exclusives in it. <laughs> oh hey. no. I, okay, next year. Like, so I made this dumb tweet, which Girl. has gone <laughs> gone a little bit bigger than I thought it would. Uh, hey, everybody <laughs> loves that tweet, man. It's so great. if you haven't seen it, if you don't follow me on Twitter, good for you. Stay off Twitter. It's a cesspool. Um <laughs> No, don't you should follow at Steimer. <laughs> or you at can do that. S-T-E-I-M-E-R. Mm. I really hope you do know how to spell my name at this point. Thank you. Um, I'm just bad at spelling out loud. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's basically just a joke about how my Xbox has this feature where it auto turns on if I turn on the TV. Someone told me how to turn it off, but I went through looking for this thing and I can't, I need to Google it because their instructions were incorrect. Um, and like the Xbox is always like, oh, hey, like you looking for me? And I'm always like, no. no. And so I like switch the input to the PlayStation because <laughs> right now I'm playing Red Dead. My Red, Red Dead I'm playing on my PS4. Um, but people were like, thankfully I didn't get too much hate. There were definitely a few people who were like, oh, PlayStation fangirl. And I was like, y'all, I am so stoked for Crackdown. Leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which we'll talk about later, but you can't like a thing that makes sense to like a thing without being called a fangirl or a fanboy. Yeah. Right? I'm like, this is just a joke about how like over eager this Xbox is. It'll get its time. Just not right well, now. 
Yeah, no, the 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 year of the Xbox is on the horizon. It is. It's, Those it's seeds, happen sooner they are later, planted, sure. and they and are just, they're like, they're just growing. They're just little baby seeds right now. They're little sprouts, and that beautiful green sun will rise beyond the horizon and shine its green, glowy lights of happiness. Do you think the sun is green? green lights at everything. Oh, you mean do. for Xbox. I, I was really confused. I was like, are, yeah, I'm you so- know, the green sun. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Neon green. I should. I, I was like, Brittany, are you having a stroke? Do you think the sun is green? <laughs> Great eggs and ham. That makes no sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great. Love it. Thanks. Love you. Cool. Amazing. All right. Well, let's move on to our gaming resolutions for 2019. So I haven't put much thought into this. I'm not going to lie. So okay. <laughs> let's start by... Well, let's just recap what we what we did last year yes. and how we did. So I went back to our old episode and I listened to what each of us kind of talked about what our goals and resolutions were for 2018. So Steimer said that she wants to embrace the philosophy of leaving a game behind when you're not liking it. And you used South Park, the stick of truth as an example mm-hmm. saying, I just am not enjoying my time with this game. Why am I still playing it? Do you feel like you embraced that philosophy in 2018? Not in the beginning of the year. Cause like I said, I forced my way through far cry. Um, but otherwise, yes, generally like I have stopped playing games when I, when they have lost interest to me. Now that means I'm not finishing most of the things that I play at this point in my life, which doesn't, but then that also makes me feel kind of shitty, but whatever, it's fine. Um, to me, <laughs> it's better than like wasting my time. So I'm kind True. of actually, we'll get to that later. So you can keep going, but uh, you also said that you want to read more books, solve more puzzles and relearn how to play your flute. Did two out of the three of those. Hey, I've definitely read good. more this year. I have a puzzle book that I sort of fell off towards like, like this past month, but otherwise had gotten up in the mornings, would have my coffee and would just sit there and do some word puzzles. Um, and that was really nice. So I'm going to continue doing that. Good for you. Nice. And you also said you want to play Earthbound. I never did. And here's why. Every time I feel like I am like, pretty, should I play Earthbound? You always say no. You always are like, no, no don't that's do that. Not fair. You're no, you legitimately every single time you've been like, don't do that. Maybe play something else first. And I'm like, but <laughs> I think you asked if it was between Earthbound or Super Mario RPG. No, you 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 offered up Super so you, Mario. So RPG. you off you said should I play Earthbound, and I said you should play Super Mario RPG. Yes. Okay, no. So that's that's not the message I'm trying to send you, baby girl. Okay. The message okay. I'm trying to send is if you are going to play this game, you need a guidebook. That's all. I'm I saying. need you. Is what you're saying. I mean, sure, I need you to I, come to my house and sit here with me and play Earthbound. I would 100 percent live that life with you. Um, yeah, so no, like definitely everyone should play Earthbound. I, I think they should. But it's definitely the kind of game, that game shipped to the player's guide for a reason. It's very obscure, very wacky. And if you are used to the, shall I say, hand-holding and tutorial system of today's games, you will How dare you? What the fuck? Hand-holding. Tutorial system. <laughs> That's why I hesitated. I knew I was going to piss someone off. <laughs> it's not no, hand-holding right. so much as explaining mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> tutorial this is how you play the the game game works imagine if a game like risk shipped with no instructions i mean it'd be bad it would be bad but then there's also the counterpoint where it's like monopoly no one actually plays the real rules they just what there are like specific rules for monopoly that most people ignore well you should play with some better 
tabletop oh, players. God. Okay, I'm going to tell my parents you said that, but yeah. Yeah, you tell them. <laughs> Let's go. My dad, Steimers. Andrea, wants to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Mr. Steimer. I'm scared of him. Um, okay. Uh, Britt, uh-huh. you said that you were going to wake up earlier at least by 7 a.m. to get more stuff done. I don't know How'd what... How'd that go? I don't know what drugs I was on. I don't know what wild hair was up my ass when I made that resolution. <laughs> Wait, do you not... What time do you normally get up? Oh, you said I, between 8 and 8.30. Yeah, about 8 and 8.30, okay. sometimes a little later. I mean, I stay up really late. I'm up to at least usually like 1 or 1.30 normally. Oh, so, yeah, I'm in bed by like 9.30 or 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So LOL totally did not happen, nor will that ever happen. But um, good for me for at least being a young, ambitious fool. Sweet. You also said that you want to set your phone down a little more and spend more time playing games. Yeah, I'm really good at this now. And it annoys yeah, some too people. good. Because when I text you to be like, yo, let's get into a party, you never respond. I know. True that. That is the plight of being Britney's friend. Uh. <laughs> No, it's I know I have to find a happy balance. I've actually considered getting a phone like a stupid little throwaway phone that I can just text on that way. If like you guys want to get in touch with me or family does, but it's just the people and I'm going to so you want a pager is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's just a lot of people hit me up with their bullshit and it's like, I don't care. I mean, I don't want to, you know, uh, anyway. So what so, you're saying is I need to like train some carrier pigeons and then yes. get them to go to your house. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm or good. we just yeah. need to get you to turn the messages back on in PlayStation Network because I can text you through PlayStation messages and be like, let's play. Can you you can set it up so it's only specific people that can send that to you. So oh. like you could do that so that we are greenlit. I didn't know that. Uh, this changes everything. Let That's us great. help you. Yeah. Let no, us help would, you be our friend. That would be wonderful. Um. So, yeah, I did. I would say I was good at that. I'm kind of good at just throwing my phone across the room and leaving it there for extended periods of time. Yes, you are. That's good. You also said you're going to play and finish an SNES game that you never got to round to, like the old Final Fantasy games pre-Final Fantasy VII. <sighs> no, I didn't do this, unfortunately, which makes me sad. I know you were probably very thrilled, very excited. You're doing cartwheels right now because you're giving me what? crap. For playing the retro games of old. Yeah, no, but I was against never this, played it before. Immediately after you said it, I was like, this this is a terrible idea, Bridge. <laughs> Stop it. No. Well, you're welcome, Andrea of 2018. <laughs> I failed. No, but what I will say is I have greatly varied the kinds of games I play this year, and that's mostly thanks to my Nintendo Switch. And so I did play old-looking RPGs, like Dragon Sinker was something that I really liked. Um, it's 8-bit RPG. So no, I didn't do that. But I did uh, get to play some other stuff that's kind of like that. So, yay. Can I get at least like a third of a point? Yeah. Sure. Cool. I mean, this isn't a point system. It just makes me feel better. merely recapping. Um, So for my resolutions, I said I wanted to make more time to play video games as well, specifically finish more games like indie games. And I threw down a number that I wanted to finish at least two games a month for a total of 24 games. I regret to inform everyone that I did not finish 24 games. I absolutely played 24 games, but did not roll credits on said 24 games, which is a bummer because I think if I had been more strategic with the games that I picked, then I could have played more if I'd picked more smaller titles instead of like always playing Destiny. Um, (laughs) It happens. It's true. Um, So that's another thing that's going to continue into 2019 to to play more games and to play more styles of games. Um, 
I said that I wanted to invest time in some genres that I don't spend a lot of time in or play games from studios I don't normally play. And so I think I really did accomplish that um, in certain aspects. For example, Celeste was a big surprise for me. I generally hate those type of um, retro art style, like pixel-based Metroidvania platformers. I normally avoid those like the plague. But I heard so many amazing things about Celeste. I just had to go check it out. And now it's, you know, one of my top games of 2018. So I'm really glad that I I did. And I sat down and I really kind of forced myself to play through that. And I do want to do that more um, in 2019. I heard a lot of people recommend Subnautica to me as a game that I want to check out, especially uh, another game into the breach mm. is a strategy game that a lot of people recommended to me that I want to check out and really just kind of expanding my horizon in other games and not not spending too much time with games as life services. Not that I don't love that, not that it's not important to play the things you love, but you know, expand your horizon. Exactly, exactly. And the the last thing I said I wanted to do is that I would I told Alexa Ray that I would play Final Fantasy a, a Final Fantasy. I said I would try to finish Final Fantasy Nine specifically. Britt then told me I asked Britt how how long is it going to take me. And you said, well, it'll take you anywhere from fifty to eighty hours. And I was like, wait, can I just put it on easy? And you were like, baby girl, there is no easy mode in Final Fantasy. There um, wasn't. At the time, no, there wasn't, and so I I made it to like I was like five hours into Final Fantasy IX, and I noped right out of that. <laughs> hey, you tried it? Yeah, at least you tried it. I did, I did. So at least I have a little bit of an idea now, um, and I named my characters after pop stars, and it was great. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old JT. Oh my gosh, I was trying to have a conversation with you about these characters. I'm like, oh yeah, Steiner and Vivi and Zidane. And you're like, okay, that's JT and. I don't know even what you called the other Brittany characters. or whatever. Like, yeah, um, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, uh, Vivi, I named um, Kesha. And Kesha, that's right. Steiner, I named the Hoff. <laughs> no wonder that game never stood a chance. <laughs> well, because I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to rename them until I had already named them something else. And I was like, this is a mistake. And <laughs> I you're just like, left oh, them no. with their original names. How's it going, the Hoff? <laughs> breaking that wall down yeah. <laughs> but it made for fun times it did but, it's a good yeah. story um so yeah so that was kind of a fun look back at, at what we where we were at at this time last year so let's just maybe um to keep it simple pick like one or two things that you're trying to do for 2019 i have three because three? i kept Perfect. it i kept it with three because of this format and okay. technically, I am cheating slightly, only because I'm sort of adapting from both yours and uh, Brittany's from last year, because I like them, and I think that it's good. Uh, one of that is is the sort of try more genres, or try games that I wouldn't normally, and not genres, I guess try more games that I wouldn't normally pick up. I think a great example of this will be Resident Evil. That is not oh. a game I want to play. Are you going to play it? I have zero desire to play it, but I need to try it, just so that Brittany will love me. More I think I could cry does. right now. <laughs> um, so like, so things like that, where I'm like, okay, this is not a game that I would typically go for. Kingdom Hearts is another example. Maybe January will just be the month of games that I did not think I would want to play. But I want to at least give them a shot um, and see if any of them actually stick. If they don't, <laughs> then they don't. 
<laughs> uh, I love Britney. So Britney's writing in the show notes. She is going to play RE2. You heard it here, motherfuckers. Yes, true. Amazing. Yeah, we've got it. We've got it uh, recorded. Um, okay, what is your number two? Um, so it's make more scheduled times for games, which is the opposite of what I said last year, where I was like, I want to spend less time on games. But then I feel like the balance was sort of off. So now this year, it's like, okay, I need to figure out a way to introduce gaming into my schedule in a way that makes sense for me. Um, And a sort of like side, I guess, technically, I have this down as a second point, but it's not really. Um, And part of that is like more time for social gaming. Like, I'd love to set up more gaming dates with you guys. Like, that's a thing I always find really fun. That was some of my favorite memories from this past year were just like when we were shooting the shit, when you and I were playing, trying to play Sea of Thieves. (laughs) for a bit andrea like yeah. it was it's just fun or when we were playing red dead online like i love that it's great um so i want to do more of that well next year and we have anthem so many division. games to do it yeah. with we have anthem yeah. we have the division we have crackdown oh, i'm division. gonna make you bitches play it so like let's go i want to do more of that there was one other thing i wrote here that i can't reread what did it say oh, oh this is for because i'm have an issue with playing games on easy i don't do it so i need to give myself the permission to drop games down to easy which will help me enjoy them more and get through them because what happens is i'll start playing a game celeste is a great example of this i dig it but i'm like i'm just getting frustrated and the amount of time i'm spending on it starts to irritate me so then my reaction is to put it down and never touch it again Whereas if I just put on embrace the embrace the baby mode, ass baby embrace mode, embrace the baby ass baby mode on certain games. There are obviously other games where I'm fine and I don't need it, but right. I need to I need to acknowledge my limits, mostly with time and frustration levels because I don't have a lot of patience. So like, just that's a good one. I think yeah. that's a really good one for you because that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you yeah i feel yeah because you've been wanting me to turn celeste down on easy i feel like for months now i just haven't and that's that's silly yeah Yeah. it is good for you okay so my resolutions number one is not gaming related and it's the fucking number one resolution that everybody has but i'm getting old and my back hurts is I have to get more active. And so to do this, I have locked down a personal trainer for at least three months to see how that goes. I have the whole home office, not office, home gym thing where I have the treadmills and I have the weights, but it's, I don't know what I'm doing half the time and I can watch the DVDs, blah, blah. But I think I need to be committed to and obligated to leave the house and go see someone who knows what the hell they're talking about. So I found a really cool dude. Um, Jason and I are both going together and it's three days a week. So I'm really excited to kick that off later this month. So hopefully. That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really great. Trainers are fun. There is. um, I also have like a new trainer guy again. And one of the things that I had forgotten is just like how even if your form is off slightly, like it totally screws up the thing. Like you, you could either be hurting yourself or just not doing something that's completely ineffective. So I think it's great that you have a trainer, especially if you have any parts of you that are hurting they can help adjust so that if you're they're like, oh, this move hurts. They're like, just do it slightly this way. And then, yeah. you know, you can kind of do. Anyways, I'm happy for you. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. So hopefully next year when we're recapping these resolutions, I will still be with said sir. Otherwise, I'm going to look silly. But 
Next one. Oh, this is an easy one. And this is one I'm totally going to be able to accomplish, but it counts. Is I want to get a new studio set up in my other room in the house with like a desk and a computer and all that. Because as much as I love this green screen, it's just like kind of burning my retinas. And so I'm excited to go in the other room where I have all of my favorite memorabilia from video games. I got my Earthbound stuff in there, my Final Fantasy, my Resident Evil, my Zelda stuff. And I think that would make for a much more interesting backdrop than this. So Girl, that, I'm ready to help you accomplish this mission. Yes. I have no idea what to get, what to look for. I need help. So I think we'll be able to do I that I might together. have to bring our unnamed producer with me on this task because yeah. this producer is really good at knowing which cable goes where. And I've, I'm pretty good, but he always thinks of these weird random connectors that I'm like, what? how does that piece even exist? Yeah. So it'll be yeah. a party. Bring all of the people and all of the help because I need it. Number three is, oh, I want to, so like I said earlier, I'm happy with how varied my games are that I play now. They're really random and wacky, and I feel like I can pick up almost any genre and get some enjoyment from it. But I want to do one of my favorite genres more, which are the horror, obviously. I love scary games. And I want to do more Let's Plays with them and upload them to our channel because it's just something that I've always loved doing is having a big, tall, a tall glass of whiskey because I need it. And just playing something freaky on Steam. You can find so many interesting, like, three to five hour scary games on there. And they're usually really fun. So I want to do more of that. I'm all about that. It's great. Yeah. I mean, you you can do that just (laughs) by yourself. You can go play those scary games. These are my ride or dies, friends. They got my back. (laughs) Just like, go for it. Every once in a while, I'm down to dip my toe in the survival horror or just plain horror genre with you for the sake of the of the funny stuff. But, um, you know, it's not my thing. No, I know. <laughs> no, I'm That's not very good you. at it. I appreciate yeah. it when you two play them for me. It means a lot. I want to do more Slender with you, Steimer. That sounds oh, really dirty, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, also, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> I mean, I did, I, did enjoy, I did enjoy the lights off when we played it. But also, again, I don't know that I've ever sweat so much in my life. Like that was. Oh, a, no. I pulled real, muscles real bad. I think my exact quote was I pulled something in my sternum. Yeah, I think you did say yeah. that. Well, I found the right HDMI cable for that infrared camera. So let's go. Same. Oh, God. Uh, we could do another one. We could. What? 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 Oh, dear. Summer's like, but why? But por qué? Um, but those are all really great, um, great goals, Britt. Um, I have similar goals to the both of you, um, but slightly different. Um, so I'm going to once again challenge myself to actually finish two games a month <laughs> um, for 2019 um, because I think that I just need to start looking at some smaller games and just playing it and then knocking it out and then moving on and finding a, a good ba- healthy balance between the games and services that I enjoy and also playing new experiences because there was a lot that I just didn't get a chance to try this year and that's... That's a bummer. And then the time keeps going on and then more games come out and then I've never played that thing. So I want to finish two games a month for every month 
For a total of 24 games. You got this. Minimum. Yes. Yeah. I haven't looked to see how many games Ray played. Last year when I made this goal, I had told you guys that my friend Ray, who used to be the reviews editor at uh, EGM, and now he works as an entertainment writer for, for DC Comics, um, um, over at uh, Warner Brothers, he played 89 games in 2017. That's I right. I like, remember that's this a conversation. Lot. I was like, that's a lot of games. Um, so I, I can't remember where. I think his total was at 60 or 70 this year. I'll have to look it up. But Ray, yeah. That badass. Right? <sighs> oh, my gosh. Who's got the time, Ray? <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. That's literally probably all he did. Um, I also want to spend uh, more time playing or more time doing non-gaming things and being more productive with let me be specific i want to spend more time creating content that isn't video game related um i've talked a lot in the last couple of years to you two and you know other friends of mine and other colleagues i have in the industry about some of my entertainment goals outside of video games outside of making the podcast and doing hosting you know at at trade shows and conventions and things like that and like what that looks like and where where i want that to go and I have some ideas in mind, and I really want to execute on those ideas in 2019 in a way that I'm no longer just posturing. I'm actually making something. I'm producing something. I'm editing something. I'm uploading something that people can watch. And um, that's my big goal for 2019 is to make non-gaming-related content. Not that I don't love the stuff that we do here at What's Good and what I do with my friends over at Kind of Funny and all of the other media outlets that I work with throughout the year, but... I have so many other interests that I don't ever really get to talk about um, in another venue. And so we're talking about what does that look like for what's good if we do something that's not video game related and I'm talking what's to good partners. Hey, listen, I already bought the domain, so it's done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to making more content and having like a concrete thing that I can look back on at this time next year, like week one, 2020 to go. I did the thing that I said I was going to do. And um, all of the studio changes that I've been working on over the break are really leading up to that and also leading up to us here at What's Good to be able to make more content and more types of content and to really kind of diversify the, you know, what you can watch here at What's Good Games. So that's a big, really like my biggest goal of, of 2019. And then my last goal is to... Um, to be a better friend and a better relative. And what I mean by that is I want to make a goal to call people more often, call my grandparents, call my friends that live in other states, call my parents more, in, send people messages out of the blue, send people cards on their birthdays, like in the actual mail instead of just an email or a text, and really just kind of reach out because the older I get, the more precious those relationships come to me. And I think a lot of us when we're in our 20s and we're like finally getting our freedom and really flexing our adult, you know, um, limits and going, oh, I can do whatever I want now. You maybe sometimes lose sight of the importance of those relationships, particularly with your family, because you kind of take it for granted that they're always going to be there and they're not. And that's a really hard part about life is that your family and friends aren't always going to be there. And so I want to make the most of the time that I have with the family and my friends that are in my life right now. And I feel like I've really 
put my career so far forward that I've neglected some of those relationships. And so I want to recommit to some of those relationships in 2019. That's amazing. And it's so great that you realize that now because I feel like a lot of people never realize that until it's way, way, yeah. way too late. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So those are my uh, and I feel like a, a terrible goals. human because I only picked gaming ones, but that's because I thought we were <laughs> supposed to. No. And like there was no rules to this at all. And the reason I thought of these is because during the studio clean out, the great like cardboard Purge. boxing of 2018, um, I found my old journals. So every year for like the last eight years, I've I've physically wrote down my goals for the year um, in January in this in this journal. And it was really fascinating for me to go back and look at all of those goals. And a consistent goal that I've had every single year was to be a better friend. Hmm. And then I would list out specific ways I wanted to be a better friend that year. But I kept that goal every year because I think we could always be a better friend to people or be a better husband, a daughter, a cousin, a brother, a mother, whatever yeah. you are to somebody in your life. And I think in a day and age where it's so easy to communicate, that communication can sometimes feel shallow. Definitely. And I don't, I don't want to go, go on a diatribe about text messages and Skype phone calls and Facebook posts and like whatever. I feel like it's great that we have more ways to stay connected to people but I think that it's also important to use those thoughtfully and not just like shoot off a random, you know, goofy gif. <laughs> like maybe make it a little bit more meaningful is was you my You kind of lose that me. personal touch with people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I think that's great. All right. Well, this was a very long first section back in 2019. So we're going to take our first break of the show and when we come back we're going to talk about what we played over the break hopefully you've played some cool stuff too so stick with us we'll see you in a minute Welcome back, everybody. It is the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast. And because I forgot to mention at the top of the show, this is your place for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny oh stuff. Oh, my God. Rusty. The first show of 2019, we forgot to do it? I know. I <laughs> dropped the ball. I feel like I just need to write it into the show notes. Hmm. So that way I see it and I'll always read it. I'm not quite Ron Burgundy, but I'm close. Mm. <laughs> in the show notes, I love Lamb. and I will read it. <laughs> I recently rewatched that movie because I hadn't seen it for a couple of years, and it still holds up. Very excellent, good movie. Um, so this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing, and because we've had some extensive time, there's quite a few games on this list. So let's see, Steimer. You've mm. got quite a few games. I actually saw you online playing Red Dead Redemption 2 the other day. Yes. Um, so you've got Overcook, Gris, and Beat Saber. Wow. Yeah. What a yeah. cornucopia. Where would you like to start? Uh, Beat Saber only because it's the most... Well, that's not, it's not the most recent Red Dead is. But um, Beat Saber because it was like... I wasn't expecting to play this. I went over to my friend's house for New Year's Eve. And we had like... A, we ate too much food. And sat on the couch. But then we brought out Beat Saber because we wanted to play the KDA song. And I was like watching other people play it. And I was like, I don't generally like rhythm games. 
but oh my god do i want to smash a block with a lightsaber like that just <laughs> i want to do it i want to do the thing real bad so i got up there and i did i just did kda once and then i sat back down and i was like i want to play it again i want to smash more blocks so like, <laughs> like something about the feedback and like the motion and everything with it hit me in such a great way and i was like okay i kind of fucking love this and was not expecting to i know people talk about it all the time but i'm not really a vr person i do not have space in vr for my or space for vr in my house uh but you know being at someone who does that was kind of nice and then actually i downloaded that so i have a ready and waiting for me oh my god same it's fun oh the only thing i dislike oh go ahead no no you go ahead it's like so there's there are occasionally um walls that will come at you but because obviously you're wearing a headset i felt like i didn't quite know how far i needed to like step out of the way and i know it's but because it just felt like it was still at me right i'm like i'm moving over here but it's still here because that's where the screen is i don't know that part was the only part that kind of fucked with my head a little bit i'm Mm -hmm. sure if i got used to vr it would make more sense to me but since that was really the first vr thing i'd played in quite some time um but otherwise, like, oh, my God, you guys are lightsabering those blocks is so fun. Ah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really glad that it's finally on PSVR uh, because we part of as part of what we were doing, organizing our house over the break, we set up a dedicated PlayStation 4 Pro that's just for the PSVR. So now we have it on the other side of the entertainment center so we can always leave everything cabled in because that was a big kind of obstacle for me playing a lot of VR, even though I had several VR games I loved in 2018, is that the cumbersomeness of having to unplug the HDMI cables and then plug them into here and then move all the cables out of the way and then set everything back up again. And I was just like, a lot of the times I couldn't be bothered. But when I did bother, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of really cool games on VR right now. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did too. I set up my PS4 Pro downstairs for VR. I got Tetris Effects and Beat Saber on it. Look at us Dude. all doing the same shit. Yes. Yep. Great minds. Um, so you had briefly mentioned something about Overcooked when we were yes. talking about our top games of 2018. Because you were talking about how like there, it's... Here's the interesting thing about Overcooked. I feel like it always depends on your communication style with other people. And so I played the, I played, this is the original Overcooked. This is not Overcooked 2, but Alana and I have three starred every level in the game. And we did it fucking like it was nothing, like cake. Like we just are, we communicated super well. Even if somebody was fucking it up, we knew it was just like a mechanical error. It wasn't like they weren't not doing what they were supposed to do. We were both pulling our weight. I was like, I feel like if there was an Overcooked Olympics, her and I should be on a squad and we would crush <laughs> it because I was just like, I remember this game being so much harder. And like, I didn't think we were going to be able to do it because we there was just two of us. But we fucking like did it. We did it all. Maybe because every time we played together, we were drunk. intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, they may have been something, but we were also drunk when we were playing, to be fair. Eh? Oh, well, we had been go. drinking, but we're just which is why a lot of like, again, any of those, the mistakes we made were. <laughs> Mechanical issues. Mechanical issues. (laughs) Oh, hand-eye coordination lacking. Um, But it was great. And I looked at her and I was like, should we just get married? Is that what this means? Like, because (laughs) we didn't have, we never had an argument. 
We never, it was just fucking, it was like the nicest game of Overcooked the entire time. There you go. That's crazy. great. Now we, now we need to do Overcooked too. Although I'm a little bit annoyed. So when we started playing together, I was at her house and I stupidly did not log myself in. It takes two seconds. Why didn't I do it? So I was earning achievements on someone else's account. So <gasps> I don't have Cheetos. I don't have all of the achievements in Overcooked. So don't fucking at me if you're like, well, oh, I looked at your gamer score. But I did do it with her. I just put it under somebody mine. else's name. <laughs> what? So that's why I hide my gamer score in my oh, trophies. I don't. I don't, I don't care, want people. But... I don't want people harassing me with being like, "You said you didn't get the trophy." This me me me. me, me people me. actually do that. They need a hobby and a life and something better they to do, do with their time. Oh my god. I want to drink this, but I know it's really cold. You got this. I believe in you. Oh, no. My camera turned it. off. No, do it. Do it. Oh, oh no. Look at Stiver. Oh, that's she such a cute, again. pretty smile. <laughs> okay, oh, there you are. Okay, you're back. Oh, Dang it. I was going to take a picture. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. We can screenshot it afterwards. It'll okay. still be in the video. It's really cute. Yeah. My camera just keeps you froze, turning off Summer, You froze like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the face I never make. <laughs> <laughs> sad but true oh, hey sad but true is it i smile the, the irony of you saying that though is that you actually are happy a lot of the time yeah mm-hmm. that, that the saltiness is more of a on-camera persona that you embody it's very true i'm not or an, an on person. social media persona that you embody but in reality yes. you're not that salty no you're very sweet oh thanks um, okay, so you played Overcooked mm-hmm. and you three starred every level every level with mm-hmm. Alana mm-hmm. and you also played some Gris, it looks like. Yes, I'm gonna need to coordinate with you after this, Brittany, because since you finished it and I there's this one stupid thing I can't figure out how to get. Okay. And I need you to I need you to help me through it. Cause like I'm I'm pretty sure I'm at the last areas of the game, but I just mm-hmm. I was I'm looking at this light source I'm supposed to get and I'm like, how the fuck do I get there? How do I get you? Okay. Cool. Yes. Yeah. But otherwise, I love it. I think it's beautiful. Um, and what I appreciate about Gris is I think this is sort of something you were talking about before, Brittany, is like you can look into it at the symbolism or you can do what I'm doing, which is literally just this is a really pretty game and it's chill and I like it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like at the bottom base level, it's still a really good game and it's nice, good, simple, clean, fun. That's also really beautiful. has a great soundtrack. What more could yeah. you want? What more could you want? Yeah. Um, since we're talking about it, I can just briefly mention. Yeah. yeah I finished I finished Gris. And it was, this is how it, it got really high on my favorite games of the year. Because games rarely speak to me like this. I mean, Florence did, obviously. And I've talked about that at length. But this game, like Samer said, there's no text in it. There's no words. It's You can t- make it what you want to. And... It just spoke to me in such a way that every time I would do something, it clicked in my head like this is representing this. And it made me so oddly emotional. And I'm like, am I getting ready to start my period? Like, why? Why am I so emotional? Right? I was walking on the treadmill and Jason was next to me on his treadmill playing Smash Brothers. And I'm like, there's nothing. How does he play Smash Brothers on the treadmill? Ah, He does. And he's good at it. I don't know how he does it. But yeah, he's so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. I was trying not to like start bawling because it was such a sweet story. And maybe we can do a spoiler cast at some point where we can talk about what we took away from it. But what I was taking away from it just spoke to me on such a level that I, I was just like, oh, my God. So, yeah, highly recommend you play this. It's only like three to four hours. So it's not a long game or anything like that. But yes. Oh, indeed. Cool. 
cool. Um, so Brett, you've also played some other things. Speaking yeah. of Smash, you played some more Smash over the break. Yeah, I'm working on that spirit board, and I finally unlocked my boy Link. And because of that, I'm having infinitely more fun because uh, I I just have no interest playing as any other character because my whole my whole life, ever since I've started playing Smash, I've always been Link, and that's why I play Smash so I can play as Link. It's just fun for me. Um, so I finally unlocked him. I think him. you're not alone. I think a lot of people have their main and that's the only person they want to play with. Yeah, which is why, again, I wish they would have let you at least just pick one main that you wanted to start with. Because that's why it was kind of felt like a slog in the beginning because I didn't really want to play as Mario and I didn't really care to learn how anyone else played. But um, yeah, I'm playing as Link. I'm playing on normal, which I'm very proud of myself because like usually I suck at fighting games. And it's easy, but like I'm totally a casual Smash player. I don't have any experience playing online with other people, so I know they would kick my ass in a heartbeat. But it does make me feel kind of good to be like kicking ass easily in normal mode in Smash. I'm like, hey, look at me go. But it's fun. It's you know, it's the kind of game that I pick up for a couple hours. It's actually a great treadmill game. So going back to what you're asking, Steimer, how do you walk on the treadmill and play Smash? It works. I don't know how. I don't fall off. That's but so I don't. strange to me because I can't even play that game sitting down. So I can't <laughs> imagine walking and trying to stay on a platform that I fall off of anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, what I found happens is because I think I get so pumped up from playing, I find myself like walking too fast and I start stepping on the plastic in the front of the treadmill. So I have to increase uh, my walking speed. So I don't like gotta go, go fa- over must and go fall faster, over. Must go faster. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But no, it's it's fun. I don't think I'll ever do any of the online stuff, but the spirit board is it's good. I maybe have like eight or nine hours into it at this point, And I think people are completing it. I've seen people at 40 hours. So I still definitely have a ways to go. But it's a good time. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I noticed that Smash didn't make your top 20 games of 2018. No. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I, I thought people would expect me to not put it up there, even though there was a lot of people who tweeted to me like, where's Smash? And I'm like, I have openly said several times that I don't like Smash. So I Smash think, will never be on my list. But I thought I thought it maybe would have made the bottom of your list. Yeah, and maybe if I had like a yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. You think it just I came just, out too late? It, well, not that. It's just I only really have a lot of fun playing Smash and playing as my boy, Link. And I literally just unlocked him like a week and a half ago. And it took me like, I don't know, twenty characters before I unlocked him, which actually got pretty lucky. So, I mean, now I'm really having a good time with it. Like now it's super fun for me. Now I'm excited to pick it up and play it again. But that's probably why. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Another game I was surprised to not see on your list, and it probably was because you didn't spend enough time with it, was Divinity Original Sin 2, the Definitive Edition. You have EE. What's I think that? I think it's Enhanced Edition. Mm. Is it Enhanced Edition? That might be correct. Okay. Eee! Yeah. So I just started this three days ago, four days ago. So obviously, Divinity Original Sin 2 was my game of the year last year, and. Every time around this year, I get an, an itch for an RPG, which is why I'm playing Pillars of Eternity, which is why I'm playing Divinity Original Sin 2. I was playing Ashen for a little bit. Um, and oh, it's just so good. When the minute you fire that game up, all of that polish and all of those Larian Studio charm is just so... Yes, Simmer, I see. So stickly. do you... It is the Definitive Edition. Definitive, okay. Do you prefer... Or is Divinity overtaking Pillars for you right now? Or are you still trying to play both? Oh, no. So Jason and I are playing Divinity Original Sin 2 and Definitive Edition together. But the game I'm playing by myself right now is Pillars of Eternity. Got it. 
gotta, and gotta, Obsidian gotta. is insanely talented, but Larian Studios just suck. they're just masters of their craft, and they are just so goddamn good at what they do. And like I said, the minute I picked up the controller, we started playing all the attention to detail, all the voice acting in that game. And this is like a hundred hour plus game. No, nothing, no stone is left unturned. There's so much detail in that, so much to uncover. And I just reminded why it made my game of the year all over again. So good. I would like That's to play awesome. that with you ladies at some point. I don't know. It probably never happened. It just sounds good to say. Could be well, fun I, for a couple you hours. Know, I played a substantial amount of that game earlier this year when I previewed it during Judges Week ahead of E3. And I'm with you in saying I was really impressed with the level of detail in that game as well. I think the fact that the combat is turn-based is going to be a deal-breaker for me. And I know that it's a, kind of a modified turn-based. It's not the same as like a Final Fantasy, for example. But it still kind of brings me out of it just enough um, that it's going to be hard for me to sink time in, particularly when I've been playing Diablo 3 Eternal Collection on my Switch. And I'm like, yeah, isometric top-down action RPG. This is so good. <laughs> and I just I really wanted Divinity to be that style of combat, and it's not. No, yeah, it's know. very strategic. Um, we're like a turn-based battle. I think most people think of a three- to five-minute battle. These divinity battles last from anywhere like 20 to 45 up to an hour um, per match because it's all strategy and there's so many wheels moving and you have to know like, okay, if I do this, this is going to cause there to be blood on the ground and then I can set that on fire and then I can create necrofire and then I can cause it. It's a, it's a lot. Blood is flammable? Yes. Or you can freeze it and then people walk on it and then they fall and then you can make it into steam and then blind people. It's a lot. That's why a lot of people who play Divinity for the first time, they'll hit me up on Twitter because I talk about it a lot and they're saying they're really struggling with it and put it on baby ass baby mode and steal everything you can. You can be a pickpocketer and steal everything love you that. have to. You yeah. know I love stealing shit. Oh yeah. Oh my God, it's just so good. <laughs> In video games, I should say. <laughs> video should games. clarify. <laughs> Yes. And you also played Ashen. So we got to play. Were we together when we played this at um, PAX? Was it? Yeah, or maybe I don't this think is another so. game I played at Judges Week ahead of E3 at the Indie Night. Steimer, you were there, weren't you? I was. I did play Ashen with you. I think. Okay. Actually, let me Google it and make sure it's the same game. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. I think you did play this with me. Um, what do you think so far, Britt? I. Okay, so it's very Dark Souls-esque, and I've never played Dark Souls, but all I know is it's like that with the heavy light combat, you have, you know, instead of having souls, it's something called, like, is that what you played, Simer? Yeah, it's what, yeah. Okay, yep. it's called, like, Scoria or something, and you have a gourd that you can replenish your health with, but you only have a limited amount of uses, and you use the Scoria to upgrade your stuff. I did play Salt and Sanctuary, so it's, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of have my bearings with this subgenre, I guess is what you'd call it. Um, It's... It's fun. It's I, I I burned out on it because I found the combat was just not um, it wasn't interesting enough. You only have your heavy and your light and you have uh, you know, you can do two handed, one handed sword shield um, and you have different, I don't know, like clubs or swords or whatever you want to use. But it just wasn't varied enough that I felt invested enough to keep going. The world is beautiful and it's fun to explore and you find all sorts of fun things and it's really great in co-op. The co-op system is a little wonky. So to invite someone into your game, you have to set a specific six, I think it's a six digit code in your game. And then you have to tap up on the D-pad. And then that person has to enter in their six digit code on their side of the game. So they match. And then it takes hmm. anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute for them to come into your game. 
but the problem with that is it only works maybe like 75% of the time. And so every That's time you, which is like, you might think, okay, but every time you go into your main town, it disconnects you. And then sometimes when you leave, it'll reconnect you. So it's a little buggy. It's a little frustrating. There were times we just stopped mm. playing because we couldn't get into the same instance. But this is a 4-4's first debut indie game. So it's phenomenal. It's getting really great reviews. So I would say, you know, if that premise sounds fun, the Dark Soul-y kind of, but it's colorful, open world-esque, and it's fun to play with another person. But I just kind of petered out after maybe like seven to ten hours because the, the combat just wasn't doing it for me. But yeah. Yep. Cool. <sighs> so many RPGs. I love it. <laughs> all RPGs all the time. RPG Factory. Let's go. Which is like the exact opposite of what I was doing. <laughs> you played um, lots of shooty things and then one non-shooty thing. Yeah, so I mean, I, I've been, I've always loved uh, shooters and action games in general. It's one of my favorite genres, and I have really dove back in into Destiny in a big way, and I talked about that quite a bit over the last couple of episodes, so I don't really need to go too much back into that, but have been doing the donning, baking a lot of cookies, riding around in my sleigh. Ooh, ah, cookies! It's been- <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been fun really i'm jumping back in and, and and power leveling because they have made some tweaks to let people who maybe got gifted destiny to for the holidays kind of get in and catch up to everybody who's grinding from 600 to 650 light level in the game but i don't want to get too into the weeds about destiny because like i mentioned i've been talking about that quite a bit but i did play I've also been playing a lot of legend of soul guard like a lot <laughs> like a lot it's kind of bad. <laughs> okay, um, but how much is a lot? Is it like the game you wake up and play? And then I wake it? up and play it. And then in four hours, I go back and collect my chests. And then I play some more. And then I play in the middle of the day. I play while I'm standing in line. I oh play <laughs> literally all the time. I'm playing this game. And so they um, they have a event that they've been doing, a holiday event, where there was a couple of different special creatures that you could collect during the event and it's been really fun getting them because one of the creatures is like super op there's this white called the glow fang and (laughs) she is amazing she's pretty much invincible and so like in the pvp section it's kind of like you gotta have her or you're screwed (laughs) um but in the other sections like she's got her her pluses and minuses. And then they just did the glow book event, which is like a big reindeer and it's a support character. And so in order to earn the glow book, you had to go to the scorcher caves and knock down scorcher stones from the scorcher tree and collect a certain amount of stones to unlock the glow book. It was like, and no one sounds really obtuse, but it's really fun. And I, no, I did that. I lived that life for a while. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but it did mean that I ran out of diamonds because I got a little carried away in my reset. Because <laughs> obviously one of the big drawbacks of a free-to-play game is that the, there are built-in timers. And certain parts of the game are only available for X amount of times. You have like three tries to do the bounties. You have three attempts to do you know, the treasure caves or whatever. And if you want to do it again right away... You have to pay diamonds to reset the timer. And every time you reset the timer, the price goes up. 
Which makes sense because they're trying to encourage you to go play the other parts of the game. And they provide enough different arenas that you can play the game without ever needing to reset the timers. Now, that being said, I do find the timers a little bit annoying. This is one of my pet peeves of mobile games in general is this idea that you're gating content that I could be playing with these artificial timers in order to get me to buy money or spend money in the game to unlock the timers. I would rather just buy the game from you. <laughs> let yeah. me just pay for the game and then let me play it as much as I want when I want. Because maybe I have four hours to play right now and I want to just play a bunch right now and then I don't play for a couple of days and instead they would want you to like, you know, they drip feed you. And so that whole part of the economy is super frustrating. And of course, for disclosure, I should have said this at the top, we did a sponsored stream with King and Legend of Soul Guard uh, back in August. And... You know, so think what you will about me and my feelings for the game because we got paid to to talk about this game. But I mean, I wouldn't keep playing it if I didn't like it. Is what I, is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> There's plenty of other things I could be playing. So I I played a lot of that over the break because it's something I could play on the sly when my parents were around because I couldn't pl- t- I couldn't turn on my PlayStation. <laughs> You're like, oh yes, <laughs> time for PlayStation now. Goodbye. But but John has now learned the sound, the, like the startup sound of the oh, game. Yeah. And so I have to always mute my phone because otherwise he'll give you, he'll be like, are you playing that game again? I'm like, no, I don't no, know. Definitely not. What do you mean? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so that's that's funny. Um, but the game that I'm really excited about getting back into that I have been playing uh, this past week is Rainbow Six Siege. So I've talked about this game previously on the show, but it's been a while since I've actually honestly gotten back into it. And I've been playing back with some of my old clan and some of my new clan. So um, shout out to the What's Good Guardians that have been playing with me in Rainbow Six and um, my old clan mates, um, D Underdog and, and Salmons. Don't die. So those guys were my old school Destiny, like D1 vanilla clan mates that we played all the time. Had Destiny Tuesdays. I played with Salmons. Yeah, you have. So he's great. And I hadn't played with him for a while because he was in a Fortnite rabbit hole. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going down that rabbit hole with you. It's just I was like because they were playing on PC and I was just like, no, like I'm just it's not my thing. And he had started playing Destiny uh, on PC too, but I convinced him to br- pick up his character on PS4. Nice. Someday, Bungie, please and let us have cross progression. I, there's there's got to be a way to make it happen. Epic has done it with some of their games. I've seen other people do it. Just just let us just, just let us be take kind. our characters. Do it. Yes. You could do it. Um so Operation Wind Bastion is the current season and I have a season pass for year 3 that was gifted to me by Ubisoft. So thank you Ubisoft for providing me with that code. So I could check out some of the new operators and have a little bit of in-game currency to buy some of the weapon skins and some of the charms. And I remember the last time I spoke about Rainbow Six Siege, I was filled with wonder at how many things were available to purchase in the Rainbow Six shop. And that wonder continues because OMG, are there a lot of customization options? And that's what I love about a game like Rainbow is that they are continuing to add content, not just with new maps and new operators to keep the gameplay fresh for people who keep coming back to that game, but also to really deepen your personalization of that game and really kind of invest you and connect you by allowing you to really customize the operators to keep you incentivized to keep coming back. 
Because it feels pretty cool when you get the death shot of the match and then everybody watches the final shot and it shows like your custom skin and your little charm like on the on the replay. I'm like, yeah, yeah. look at my cool gingerbread skin. It's really cool. Gingerbread. <laughs> Seriously, there's a, there's this amazing skin that makes all of your guns look like gingerbread houses. Oh, my God. I was oh not God. expecting that. <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> The wrath of the ginger men. Oh, yeah. And so we, we've been playing and I'm kind of, you know, kind of getting my sea legs back under me because what I love about Rainbow Six and what makes it different from a lot of other first person shooters out there is that it's all about strategy and teamwork and communication, which makes it difficult to solo queue. You could still do it, of course, if you're willing to brave team voice chat, but not talking with your teammates really can affect your ability to be successful in that game and so rolling in with a full squad of five people is super fun because you can communicate about like which doors you're going in like who's going to be breaching who's going to be on comms and, and and watching for movement and and you can really strategize with which operators are going to work together and the diversity of the operators now that we're in year three and we have so many different types of people to choose from from many different ethnicities different genders and really different play styles to accommodate for whatever type of first-person shooter you uh, player you are. I've just really been having a fun time with it, and I'm excited to to play more and to hopefully bring some more people back into Rainbow Six in 2019. That's the game. I've always been interested in it because I think the idea sounds fun and interesting and exciting, but I just it seems, sounds like there's a big learning curve, and I think that's well, what's kind of turning me off. There is. So one of my friends that I play with, he plays in ranked matches all the time. And he says that when people ask him about getting into Rainbow, the one thing that he always makes sure that they remember is you're going to die a lot. Mm-hmm. You're going to die all the time. And you got to be okay with it because that's just the way it is. Because the amount of damage you can soak in that game is very little. And it's like that way by design because they want you to be very accurate with when you are shooting bullets. It's not a game where you can just like spray a lot of bullets and hope to be successful. There's plenty of other shooters out there like that, that you can go play if that's the kind of experience that you're looking for. <gasps> Brittany's like, you know, Damn. Rainbow Six. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbow Six is really all about, um, about strategy and doing what you're doing. But the good news, Brittany, is that you don't have to be the one on your team who's doing all of the takedowns. You can be the one setting the traps. You can be the one uh, blowing out walls or breaching. You can be the one causing distractions by like throwing smoke bombs or other things. There's a lot of support uh, roles available in Rainbow Six, especially if you're playing with a team. So if you're like, hey, my shooting skills aren't the best, or if you want to practice, you know, you can take on some of those other roles too. Okay. I think that would be an easier pill to swallow. If I can just run around like a mad woman and throw smoke grenades and be the bait, that's a role I can do very well. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't suggest running around like a mad woman because sound is a very important part of that game. Oh. Because you can hear everybody's footsteps. So you <laughs> I can, can like, know where people are. Kids and this is not a good games. game for Brittany. But in theory, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you children, you your try- realistic games these days. But you should try it. At the very least, um, jump into a match with me and, and some of the other clan mates. And so we can run you through it with a group because don't try it by yourself. Then you're you're not going to have probably as much of a fun time no. as as you would 
okay. when you were playing with me. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> well, true. I make everything better, Britt. So <laughs> true. I already knew that. Come on. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say um, I've been having a good time with that. And uh, another thank you to Ubisoft for providing us with some codes for Rainbow Six Siege Year 3. Which, by the way, I have one for you if you guys want them. I will try with you. Yay! We can all play together on the same squad. It'll be fun. <laughs> I want to blow shit up. There you go. And listen, like once you see the customization options, you're just those alone will make you want to play. Are the are the matches? Do they try to pair you up with equal teams, or is it just kind of like you go out and good luck? Well, I mean, it's so it, if you're just playing in casual quick play. I mean, you will get match made with a full team. Now, there are some issues, some known issues with uh, matchmaking, as in any game. Sometimes you just get mismatched with a team that's way better than you. Uh, one of the problems in Rainbow Six that is a really unfortunate thing is team killing. So friendly fire exists in this game. You can't turn it off. And sometimes you get disgruntled people that want to troll or grief. And instead of working with you, they'll shoot you. And that sucks. Because you're like, hey, I'm here to win. I'm here to play and have a good time. Please don't murder me, teammate. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. But it happens. It happens in Rainbow Six. And Ubisoft is aware of this problem. They've built in penalties. Uh, for example, you can team kill twice. Because I, I accidentally killed some of my teammates a couple times. Because um, sometimes it, when, when things are going crazy and everybody's shooting, you, if you accidentally shoot your teammate, like they die. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, front, there's friendly yeah. fire. Oops. And there's a hostage mode, too. And if you shoot the hostage by accident, then you lose because you've shot the hostage. So it's just something to be aware of. So if you shoot, if you team kill twice, it's a 15-minute ban. If you do it again, it's a 30-minute ban. Um, I don't know what the ban is for the third time. I have to look it up. But they've instituted some penalties for people who are just trying to grief because any any PvP has griefers, has people who are there to just cause havoc and not actually work towards the objective. Yay. But it's not it's not common. It's not often. So Okay. Yes. Yeah. But just play with friends and you'll avoid that. You'll avoid that. And again, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I'm excited about playing Rainbow Six, I'll start a Rainbow Six channel in our Discord, because I recently started a Destiny 2 and a Harry Potter channel um, in discord.gg slash what's good games. And we already have an LFG channel. So if you're ever looking for people to play, the What's Good Games Facebook fan page is also a great place. Um, we recently acquired control of our Reddit subreddit account. Is that correct? No, not nope. yet. Okay. We're working on that. And then that'll be a place too, but not yet. Um, so Discord right now is the best place if you guys are like, hey, I want to play Rainbow Six, but Andrea said it's way better with friends. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other what's good gamers out there that would love to jump in and play with you, depending on which platform you're on, of course. All right. I'm done talking about Rainbow Six Siege now. Cool. But for reals, the charms on the guns are really cute. <laughs> I have a little seal that has oh my God. The, um, the splinter cell goggles on it. Amazing. Because oh he's like a Navy SEAL. Do you get it? It's like a yeah, little SEAL. Yeah, you do get oh, it. It's your husbando SEAL. SEAL bando. SEAL bando. Goes um, with okay. everywhere. Let's take another short break. When we come back, we are going to be discussing our most anticipated games for 2019. I hope you're ready. We'll see you in a minute.
everybody. It is segment three of the What's Good Games podcast. I thought you held up four fingers. What, and what was, was happening? One, two, three is the third segment. Oh, yes. You were just counting on your fingers. I was just counting like a maniac. Let's go. <laughs> she had all of her sticklies up. <laughs> well, we are glad that... It is January 2019 because it means we can do our definitive most anticipated video games of 2019. So what's interesting about doing this is that there are clearly some games that already have release dates. There are some games that are rumored to be coming out in 2019. And then when there are games that we hope are coming in 2019. So Steimer, sounds mm-hmm. like you have a very definitive list going. I have I have sections. I have sections. Okay. So broken down yeah. by month. So I have okay. year by month, which is smart. Mine are things I really, really want. <laughs> Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. What do you want? Um, I have things that I want, but technically have are not, they don't have a release date or a release <laughs> season. Um, and then there's things that I'm very interested in, but I have never like, I, I seem interested to try because like they're games that I've never played before, but I think that I would like them. Mm-hmm. And then I have games that are large and like cool, like AAA or AA, but I don't care about at all. Okay. But I felt like we should mention them. I All don't know right. where you want me to go with this. I want Direct you to start me. wherever you want to start, Steimer. How about let's start with... Should we start with the bad stuff first and get it out of the way? There's only two that like okay. I think really fall into this category. One is PlayStation exclusive Days Gone. Oh. I just can't don't bring hurt. myself to care about it in a way that I, I wish that I did same that's fair i'm right there with you it's just no yeah not doing it for me and then the other one which i feel like you'll be sad about andrea is metro exodus because i just it i totally get it i totally understand i i'm i'm sad because i think that game is going to be amazing but i 100 percent don't blame you for putting it on a game that you're not excited about list yeah so for me those are two games i'm very much looking forward to probably not surprising <laughs> but obviously with days gone i mean i would say if this there weren't the freakers right that's their name the freakers yeah, freakers. The freaking yeah. Freakers. if it weren't for them I, I mean i don't know how interested i would be if these were just regular people just trying to kill you but because there is that side of the game that obviously i'm very attracted to I'm very much looking forward to it metro exodus i'm also looking forward to because also it looks like a really weird situation going on some freaky deaky shit and that's I'm all about that freaky deaky shit. I think it's the color palette of Metro that really turns me off. Mm. Like, I think it's just a little, at least what, what we played at that um, preview event. Uh-huh. I, I think I literally told you, Andrea, I was like, I would straight up kill myself if this was the world that we lived in. Like, I, would like just, brown? I would just fucking end it somehow. I don't know how because I haven't I really thought that. much about it, but I would. I mean, that's the post-apocalyptic setting, right? I think I'm just a lot tired. Of try to capture yeah i think i'm tired of uh post-apocalyptic things and the ones that i will opt into have is either like a tilu which of course or i actually am interested in rage because they're like yes i was just gonna put that on my list colors and things you know i'm like they're spicing it up a bit which i'm into Mm. i would i would argue that Metro Exodus is the game that they're trying to really diversify the open world elements of the Metro series because they know that that was a common criticism, not unlike other games, you know, like a Gears of War or something that comes to mind right away of having a very muted color palette, like mm-hmm. being all browns and oranges and things like that. 
And so uh, some of the snow levels and the other things that I've seen from Metro look really beautiful. And that game, the animation of that game is always really, really well done. And so I'm, of course, I'm pumped for it. But if you've never played any of the Metro games and that that kind of survival, horror, FPS, thriller, suspense vibe isn't your thing, then you probably wouldn't be into it. And the reason I like it is because they really lean more into the shooter aspect of it than like a Resident Evil would. Oh, at least the early Resident Evils. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I get it. Britt, do you have any games that you're just like, meh? Um, right now, I would say Rage 2. <laughs> so the camera turned totally off again. Opposite. Oh, yeah, it did. But you, you, oh, you look smug. You look very you? wistful. Yeah. Oh, wait, there, it's back, back on. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it keeps turning off. It's annoying me. Sam and I are totally opposite. I would say Rage 2 just doesn't do anything for me looking at it because it does feel like it's just more of like a shooter, post-apocalyptic. Uh, whereas with Metro, to me, it looks more like crazy, weird, deformed creatures that are trying to eat my face, and that is very appealing to me. Uh, <laughs> Not when you don't have any damn bullets. That's true. Maybe that was but, also my issue. Is when I, when she gave me the controller, I had nothing. She was like, like, "Here you go. It's your turn to play." And I was like, "I yeah, have to I, run away." I didn't say- I didn't set you up for success. No. Success. That was that was my fault. Um, and it's and that that whole demo and we talked to the team about it afterwards. The way that they set that demo up was poorly done. Sub and uh, sub. I said to yeah, I was talking to the to the marketing staff and the PR staff, saying how much I love the Metro series and how I was trying to convince the other people at the demo how great the series is, and that demo was not helping me at all. <laughs> and I hope that they did a lot of lessons learned from that because that was several months ago now and that they've really kind of applied some of that and it's going to be fixed for the launch in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back, I want to clarify, I think I'm definitely going to play Rage 2 and I'm going to give it the opportunity to win me over because I know right now I don't have any definitive reason why I'm not super into it. Just something about it isn't clicking with me immediately. But I'm going to try it. The other one in Steimer, again, Crackdown 3. I'm excited to play it because you're hype. You got me. I don't know. You love it so much. I want to experience what you love. And I want to share that joy with you. But uh, if it weren't for you, I don't know if I would play it. That's fair. And and to also be clear, the games that I'm not really caring about, I'm still going to play. I'm still going to try them. I just don't anticipate them grabbing me. But if Mm -hmm. they do, great. You never know. Um, But... (laughs) Crackdown is, it's just good, simple fun. Like, Crackdown at its core is just like running around shooting shit, smashing shit. That sounds like fun to you. You and me, we're going to have a good time. But if you're <laughs> looking for anything resembling depth, I don't know that Crackdown's your game. Okay. But uh, I just, I have such fond memories of the original and just smashing the shit out of everything. And it was so much fun. And shooting people was so much fun. And just like, that's what I'm there for. It's mm-hmm. just good, clean, simple fun. Okay. You can walk me through the crackdowns. Oh, I'll show, show, you, show you how to throw everything. You run around, you just collect orbs, then you get better at the things. Like, it's just, it's very simple gameplay loops, but mm-hmm. I found them really satisfying. And so See, I think stoked. that the simplicity is going to be the thing that turns me off. I think I'm going to be like, what? I'm bored. But not if we're together and we're just, folks, I'm not saying we're going to play this game for 50 hours, but I'm saying we're going to have a good time with it when we do. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So I have all of my games broken down by month. Okay. So I don't know how we want to do this. Just start in January. Okay. So these are games that I know I'm going to play. 
that's my most anticipated anticipated number one is coming out uh this is an order of date releasing bury me my love which is that story of the syrian refugee and her husband that's coming out on january 10th and that's one in all text messages um we saw it during the kind of funny showcase but i believe this game actually came out in 2017 on itunes so it's not like necessarily a new game but interested in that the next one I'm excited for is Y2K, a postmodern RPG coming out also this month on the 17th. And this is a game, I have it up right here, that I feel like has been teased for years and years. It was announced a long time ago. Um, it's developed by Ack Studios. And what first got my attention with this game was they said it has earthbound influence. And Uh-oh. I've dem- <laughs> That's your trigger word. Oh, man. So I played it at PAX, I want to say like two or three years ago. It's been a thing for that long. And it's finally coming out this month. Very, very excited. Uh, um, And then obviously, you may or may not have heard of this little game called Resident Evil 2. Nah. Definitely not. I'm kind nah, of excited I don't know what that for that is. one. Oh, I'm so lucky that my most anticipated game in forever is coming out this month. It's like, yeah, yeah you don't January. have to wait all year for it. No, I am so excited. That and then obviously Life is Strange episode two is coming out as well. Yes. That's a yeah, I'm super excited for all of Life is Strange episodes. Mm-hmm. I want them to come out faster. That'd yeah, nice. that would be nice. <laughs> come on, don't nod, just crank them out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go faster. Come on, please. please. I mean, don't. I mean, don't take your time, yeah. please. But you know, but also like give us the things. Okay, bye. The wait is so hard. It's- I also want to pick up new super. Okay, I have the title: New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's such mm-hmm. a. The fucking titles on those games. They're just so ridiculous. I can't get... Anyway, it, it's, you know, a side-scroller Mario game. They have the Luigi stuff in there and some new stuff for Switch. So that's just something you pick up and you play. But you just have fun yeah. with. All right. I'm ready to Are you not... Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm like, tell me to Hearts. stop. You tell me. I'll push those brakes, girl. I mean, I'm just excited to give Kingdom Hearts a try and figure oh, yeah. out what the fuck is going on in this game. If we can. <sighs> I, yeah. I'm gonna I want to try it. I want to try it real bad because I love Disney. I have no idea what's going on with the Final Brit- Fantasy shit. The conflict on Britney's face. I don't know how to is, feel about this. Parent. I have the, the internal. Con- it's like, OK, on one end, I know I'm not ever going to play the other Kingdom Hearts games. I don't know no. that definitively. We can't predict the future, but like it's probably not going to happen. So I want to try this. Yep. Okay. I want to try Kingdom Hearts three, but I know I'm going to have no effing clue what's going on, but I still want to experience it. But at the same time, it's like, do I do I really want to? I don't know. I'm not saying I'm going to finish Kingdom Hearts three, but I'm definitely going to start Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, I think (laughs) we'll see where we end up. Yeah, because I like I said, I'll I'll never understand what's happening in that game, but that's fine. I feel like we owe it to one Alexa Racy to give it a shot. Yes. Okay. I'll probably dip my toe in that water, but it's not something that I'm like, oh my gosh, KH three can't wait. Yeah. That's my interested to try. That made it under the interested to try list. Yeah. All right. February. Metro Exodus, which we talked about. That's February mm-hmm. 15th. Crackdown 3, February 15th. And obviously, okay, before we get to Anthem, I am going to try Far Cry New Dawn. I know we're kind of all a little lukewarm on it, but I do have fun with that. I did have fun with Far Cry 5, and I think it could be fun to hop back into some Far Cry action casually. I don't think this is a game I'm going to sit down and, like, you know, play all the time. But I think it's like, hey, a few hours, want to go hang out with some warthogs. <laughs> they have warthogs in that game. <laughs> oh, yes. Pumbaa. Pumbaa. And then, obviously, Anthem on the 22nd. Dude. Anthem. Yes. I actually have 
a lot of games this year where I'm excited to play them, like to squat up with people and play. This is obviously one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is my most anticipated game of 2019 is Anthem. Every time I see that game, it looks better and better and better. Not just from a graphics perspective, but the more details that they reveal, whether it's customization, how multiplayer matchmaking is going to work, what the story and the narrative lore is in this world. Every part of it, I'm here for. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Just release the game already, Bioware. You can do it. Titan running around soon. A Colossus? Colossus, not Titan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is Titan Destiny? Titan yes. There's a Titan is, in Destiny. There's a Titan class in Destiny. That's yes. what I was thinking of. Maybe. For some reason. Yeah. yeah I'm, gonna, but, I'm gonna be the big bitch running around on the ground, stomping all the yeah, things the and tank. causing all the havoc. The tank, yeah. Um, and then March, also just help me to stop and I'll stop going down my uh, list. March No, I think that's I'm yeah. almost done. Because there's after April I don't really have anything. Um okay. after March is Devil May Cry five on March eighth. Very excited for that. The Division 2, obviously, that's coming out the 12th, I think, if you have the super-duper fancy package, or the 15th. And then Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I'm going to try this game. I'm Okay, so let's, <sighs> let's, start, with, let's start with The Division, and then we'll get to, uh, to mm-hmm. Sekiro. Obviously, Devil May Cry 5 looks fantastic. I never thought I was going to be excited for a Devil May Cry game. And then I got to spend a lot of hands-on time with it at Tokyo Game Show in Japan. And I was like, whoa. This is way better than I anticipated it being. It was approachable and easy to pick up, and the combo systems were great. Pretty much everything you love about a fast-paced platinum game, they're bringing the goods with Devil May Cry 5. So it's definitely on my going-to-play list for sure for 2019. Mm-hmm. And have you have you played them before? Like I've only dabbled no, no. in Devil dabbled. May Cry. Dabbled, yeah, same. Okay. A couple of hours with a few of them. But uh, n- nothing substantial, no. I think the thing that will concern me about that is how long it is. I hope it's a shorter game. I don't want I don't want that for mm. a really long time. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't I can't imagine it would be that long of a game. I'd say like fifteen to twenty hours, maybe. That's fine. That sounds about right. I could be totally wrong. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, don't I hope so. Games. Figures are crossed for that. Because <laughs> that, that is a game where I would I would like try it out. But originally like would not have ever made my list of like mm-hmm. stoked for oh my god and then the division two uh, dude yes so ready i went back to the division in advance of me working with the team at san diego comic-con earlier this year because i was like man it's been a while since i played the division so i wanted to you know refresh my memory and that gameplay and it's just so fun. Obviously, it started out a little rough, and they learned a lot uh, through the live or the games as live service over the year or two years now. Going on to the third year, the, the division has been out, and it's really gotten to a good spot where they've tweaked a bunch of things, and they have an active community. And I'm really excited to see how it's going to look in DC. <gasps> It looks real the demos good. we played were at E3 were, poof. you stomp Mwah. on the grass. The grass lays so flat. Good. You can draw little designs in the grass. It's little touches that we care about, dude. I'm also just excited that there's no more parkas. <laughs> no more. Yeah, parkas. the customization options left a lot to be desired in yeah. that game for yeah. sure. And like, but that but game think- is so fun to again like get a group and go run around and do shit in. Like, yes, 
Oh my god, it's gonna be so. Well, good. I hope that they take some lessons learned from Rainbow Six and from Assassin's Creed when it comes to microtransactions and customizations. Like, in order for people to want to justify spending money on that kind of stuff, you got to make it look really baller mm-hmm. and different and exciting, not stuff that you can just get dropped in the world. Because I'm with you, Steimer. That. I picked up a lot of like samey same gear. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was always like, the same not stuff. Satisfying yeah. to me, especially as an MMO player. <laughs> Where's my right. rainbow shit? Come on, give me the sparkly <laughs> things. <laughs> Oh my god! So good. Just because it's the the apocalypse doesn't mean I can't look fly. Exactly. I feel like you would look even better because no one would care about money and currency and actually buying things. So you could just raid the stores and get whatever you wanted. I know I'm what saying. Brittany's doing as soon as she goes zombies down. Head. As as She's like, hit, let's man. hit up Nordstrom. <laughs> let's, yeah. go. let's go. That's all I got here in Washington, unfortunately. Um, and then, like I said, I'm going to try Sekiro. I, I have a feeling my butt will get handed to me. I will get very frustrated. And I Is might there a baby-ass baby mode on that or no? I don't think so. Well, no. There's one difficulty. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that. At least I can say I tried. April, Mortal Kombat 11. Because I am with yes. Smash. Smash has me all sorts of like, oh my god. And I've actually always been interested in Mortal Kombat, but it's just never something I've picked up and played, except for on Super Nintendo back in the day. Um, well, let's I, play together. Yeah. We can controller pass in the story mode. They haven't confirmed one yet, but I have to imagine after how successful it was in Mortal Kombat 10 that they would be bringing it back and that's for what I want. Uh, 11. I'm actually going to the, to the Worldwide Reveal event, not next week but the week after yeah next thursday um, yeah. in los angeles so i'll have a full report for you guys once i'm back from from that event but this is also one of my most anticipated games now 2019 i was surprised that they're like bam it's coming out in four months yeah i will also be at that event i will be also at the event get my ass kicked by all the mortal kombat vets because i just happen to be in la that day just play with me i won't kick your ass i'm oh, bullshit you, I've seen you. You get way too competitive. You're not fooling anyone. I know. It's the, <laughs> it's a bad problem I have. And then the last confirmed game that has a release date that I'm into is Days Gone, which is April 26th. Really? Oh, well, well, I guess these ones don't have... I don't know what they're... Everything else doesn't have... And I have a list I see, here. I yeah. See, yeah. Just confirmed 2019. And I say confirmed in air quotes because who knows? Yeah. Nothing's okay. ever really confirmed. Uh... I don't know. So th- Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't. Yeah, because I didn't do it by month. I don't know which one of these has just been like lightly confirmed as 2019 and which ones are definitely. Well, what about Animal Crossing, Britt? That's, oh, I, I have that, my that list. Follows under, that follows under the 2019 yeah, tw- general. Yeah, it's a, it, Nintendo confirmed it's 2019. Yeah. So here, okay, I'll just run this down. This is my who knows but 2019 list, and I'll just go through these real quick. Pokemon Switch, Gears yep. 5, Pillars of Eternity 2 coming to console, Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion 3, Biomutant, Untitled Goose Game, I'm very excited for Diablo Immortal, haters come at me, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Yoshi's Crafted World, Harold Halibut, which is that uh, claymation. Oh yeah, yeah. that looked, game looked really cool. Tunic, which is that little Zelda looking game. Oh my god, World the War Fox. Z- World War Z, if it can kind of give me some Left 4 Dead vibes, I'm going to be very excited about it. Sea of Solitude, which is that... Um, one game that that's we've Connie's seen. game, yeah, and then Layers of Fear 2, Control, which is Remedy's new game, Doom Eternal, and the Valley of Gods, which is from Firewatch creator. And it's about um, that you're they're in Egypt, right? Yeah, or they're, yeah. Do, they're exploring ruins mm-hmm. of some kind, yeah, 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 1920s. 
And then my hoping, I'm hoping this gets announced for this year is the story of seasons for Switch. If that happens, you will not see me for weeks on end. She'll just disappear. I'll be living my best life. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of, there's a ton of, so you covered pretty much all of the games that um, I'm also looking forward to. Anthem, The Division 2, Metro Exodus, Destiny 2. So this is something that I am pumped for because they have this new season pass and uh, a lot of extra DLC packs that are coming. But Destiny has always done something big in September of every year. And now we're in a rotation where hypothetically we should be getting something major, either a really big expansion, like bigger than Forsaken, or potentially D3. Now, I think it might be early for D3, because there was a three-year gap, but according to the original roadmap, it was only supposed to be a two-year gap. So I don't know if they're getting back on track to put D3 out in 2019 or if it's going to just be like a Taken King-type expansion where they just drop a bunch of new content. I, I, I believe what Bungie has said is that that's not their plan, is to not do these big expansions, is to do much more smaller pieces of content more frequently. But part of me is hoping that we still get something substantial because I kind of feel like the drip feeding of content means that the content doesn't feel as good mm-hmm. because they're like only like giving you a taste here and there and it's not anything super meaty. And I'm, I hope that Forsaken wasn't like the last big meaty thing that we've got for a while before D3. So keeping my fingers crossed for something to be announced. Um, we also got a confirmed release date or release window for dreams for 2019 mm-hmm. is that actually gonna happen hopefully because <laughs> it's in beta now yeah um but i'm excited to play that game i have really believed in the imagination and the potential and innovation in that game and i think media molecule really is hitting something special with this game more so than they did with a uh, little big planet but it remains to be seen how that game is going to be when it finally releases because who knows how, what, what form it's taken since we saw it last. Um, definitely super pumped for Life is Strange 2, episodes 2 through 5. I have to imagine they're going to wrap up the season by the end of the year, but yeah, I guess we I don't know for so. sure. Yeah. yeah. It could I, technically go into 2020, but I doubt it. I hope then um, the two maybes for me. Sorry, Steimer. Am I interrupting you? Okay, the two maybes for me are, is Bayonetta 3 coming out in 2019? Oh, my that would so. be really awesome. Oh I would love God. to play Bayonetta 3. And then we haven't heard a peep from Crystal Dynamics' The Avengers. And now we don't know what the title is. We just know that it's an Avengers game. Um, we don't have any idea if it's actually coming out this year or if it's coming out 2020. Part of me is like, oh, it's such a big property. They'd probably want to, you know, lengthen the PR cycle for that game. But who knows? I mean, we're getting really massive games like Fallout and Mortal Kombat that are announcing and then releasing just mere months later. Maybe Square is going to do something like that. But that's a game that I think a lot of people are like, where is this game? Is it coming this year? Is it going to be on this gen or is it going to be pushed to the beginning of the next generation of of playstation 5 and whatever xbox is gonna name their their next console scarlet or whatever the other one is oh yeah anaconda 
Yeah. Oh my god, no. No one is naming it Anaconda. Anaconda, don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's This is an awesome lineup of stuff to be fo- looking forward to in 2019. And this is just the confirmed shit that we have. I'm actually surprised you didn't mention like Beyond Good and Evil 2 or Tilu 2. Oh, you know, I was... Okay, so I'm glad you brought those up. I thought about putting Tilo on because I think Tilu actually has a realistic chance of coming out holiday 2019, but Beyond Good and Evil 2... You think it's going to take another, feeling- another couple years in the cooker? <laughs> Dude, seriously, I'm not confident that game is coming out even in 2020. From the things that I've been hearing, like the gossip, I'm like, that game seems oh, like no. it's got a lot of work left to do. I think maybe what that team suffered from was too much iteration too much r&d like what should we make this game how are we going to make this game what is this game going to be and now they finally come up with a vision but they have to start actually building to actually do the thing yeah that's fair um one game i don't think either of you mentioned that is i think confirmed for 2019 just does not have a specific time is ori the new ori and the will of the wisps Oh my gosh, I completely gapped out about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Dude, That's I fucking love a game Ori. I'm, I'm so to. excited. I'm like, yes, give me more. No, I saw that game um, and I was like, uh, uh, it's. <laughs> it's like, I saw it and was not interested. <laughs> no, I, I just, love I, it. I think it was the same sort of thing where the demo I was dropped into just was not a good demo spot because I haven't really. It's played hard to demo that game because yeah. like, you need to go through and learn the moves as you get them and learn the map because I'm and like, do I go the left? Map. Do I go right? Where do I yes. go? Yeah. That's it's like people when they tried to demo Cuphead and they got their asses handed to them. <laughs> yes, so that was me. Rip me. Rip you. <laughs> I died a lot Rip in that game. <laughs> I'm trying oh. to see if there's like maybe something smaller here that, I, uh, that I'm overlooking that I'm like, oh, wait, are either of you interested at all in Shenmue 3? I would say vaguely. I mean, just because I love that time period and all that culture and stuff. But I'm just, I, I haven't played any of the Shenmue games. So I think if it comes out and the reviews are raving and people are saying, yeah, you can just pick up and play. It's fine. I mean, I haven't done any research on this, obviously. So maybe it's already known if you can just pick up and play. It is but, known. Um, if it, is it known? Sorry, I'm excited because Game, Game of Thrones is coming back this year. Yeah, I know it's a Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> good, good. So yeah, I think if the reviews are good, I will be interested to play it. But um, I'm, eh, maybe another maybe. game. I did back that on Kickstarter, though, that uh, I did not back that on Kickstarter. But I did back another game from this particular studio. Psychonauts 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. This I backed. Uh, oh, my God. My brain is totally blanking. Fuck. What was <laughs> what? Well, don't worry about it. I'm forgetting the name that I kickstarted for. The... It'll come to you. Um, when it comes to you, we'll come back to it. Double um, fine. What about Skull and Bones? Anybody no, excited thank you. for Skull and no, Bones? No, that was another one. I was like, am I excited for this? And everything I've seen Clearly so far? not. If you have to ask yourself. <laughs> is this something am I know, I excited right? Is this, this something I will play? And if it's all PvP, then no. It's, I'm, not, I'm not in that, in that club of kids. Which is kind of sad. Because I, I think it looks like fun. I am Broken Age. I don't there know why go. I couldn't remember the name of that game, but there we are. Oh, I'm currently playing that too right now. Yeah. Yeah. I failed you. You're playing like five games simultaneously, oh, Brittany. I don't know I'm, how you do it. I'm living a good life. That's that's the right answer. Um, 
Interesting that um, on the on Polygon's most anticipated list, they have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order as listed as late 2019. Ah, of course, this is response game that Vince Sampella announced at EA Play with me. I was um, like, "You're in there. I see you in the thumbnail." I was, I was in there, and it's uh, it, it became a meme, and it was very funny. Um, and so I. I'm also intrigued by this game because I know nothing about this game and nobody knows anything about this game. They didn't even show a teaser trailer, no game art, nothing. So um, I guess we'll probably have to wait until E3 to see anything about this game. But it wouldn't be beyond me to think that EA would maybe announce this game in earnest, like show something like a reveal in like May and then do a hands-on gameplay or like streaming like in that creator cave that they always have at EA Play in June and then they do one last like narrative deep dive in the early fall and the game is out in November. That's like really possible. And I think it could be cool cuz I love what Respawn does. I think that they do shooting really well. I loved the mechanics of Titanfall. That was really clean, really crisp, Uh-oh. really great. And who doesn't love Star Wars, right? That's don't answer true. that if you don't. If you don't, just keep. I it to like yourself. Star Wars just <laughs> fine. <laughs> that was a just good answer. <laughs> oh, there's a new Spelunky coming out. Spelunky two, yeah. Spelunky two. No, yes. I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm just looking at this list and I'm like, oh my god, it's Wolfenstein. Next year's gonna be gonna be great. What's I'm excited. Oh, no, yeah. Next year, oh my god, if we get that Pokemon Switch game. Uh-uh. Girl, you're gonna be trading me some Pokemons. I'm hoarding all of them. I ain't someone them thought away. I didn't like Pokemon, and I was like, "What? No, ah, I just didn't want to play the Let's Go series." Shirt? Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, Come on, my, my get it together, Simon. They must have just been confusing you with me. I'm sorry about that. No, I think it's because I wasn't excited about Let's Go, like Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee or Pikachu. But oh, okay. I'm like, just because I don't like those ones doesn't mean I don't like Pokemon. That's Fair. amazing how that works. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I like, that like we one. all just took sips of water. We're like, ah, oh, we thirsty. I saw you take a sip of water, and then I was like, oh, I want a sip of water. <laughs> yeah. It's like yawning. It's contagious. Everybody drink <laughs> some water. Get hydrated now. Take sips of water all the time. Indeed. Okay, so I have one final question for you before we wrap up the show. Okay. Alrighty. What is one game that you would like to see, like pie in the sky, pipe dream, probably will never happen, but if you could will it so to come out in 2019. Oh, this will, this is legitimately. And try to keep it ridiculous. grounded in a little bit of reality. Oh, shit. All right. Don't well. make up a fake, don't make up like a fake game. Oh, no, okay. this is a real game, a real franchise. Yeah. It will not okay. happen, but if I could will it into existence, Viva, Viva Pinata, Pinata 2. 3. A three. There was a Viva Pinata too. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know this shit. Pin- pinatas everywhere running around. Oh my around god, you would love this game. Are I you know kidding me? This is no, like I know. your shit. I know. Ooh, ooh, Viva Pinata on Switch. That would be fucking dope. <laughs> just saying. Um, you could just pour one dope. of the old ones. Put one of the old ones on there. I'll take it. I would actually, exactly. yeah. I would play that. I'd play it with you, Steimer. I Again, I enjoy the things that you enjoy sometimes. Um, I my sometimes <laughs> my wish is that this will be the year that Nintendo localizes Mother Three officially in an official capacity, and they put it on the Switch. 
and that would wait which game mother three okay so mother three is earthbound yeah so earthbound is mother two in japan and mother three was released in japan um and it never came over here and it looks just like earthbound does but it's lucas and um that crew and i've actually never finished mother three i tried playing it on a rom many years ago on the computer and it's just like i don't like playing games like that on a computer it's weird so please please bring it nintendo please and just make your online service like way better that'd be awesome give us a lot more games thanks I yeah. feel like that's definitely a good pipe dream call because I don't think that's ever going to happen. But um, mine is kind of pipe dreamy, but hopefully the most realistic of the three of us. And I really want Borderlands 3 to come out in oh. 2019 because we've not heard a peep about that game in so many years. Obviously, Randy Pitchford from Gearbox confirmed it at PAX several years ago and we know that they're working on something they just announced that they hired um john vignaki former disney infinity exec to work on a title for them i don't know if it's related or if it's a different title i would imagine he's working on a different title knowing his background um but borderlands 3 is overdue Like, I want to play that game. I've been wanting to play that game. I know they just released Borderlands 2 in VR, and I'm like, I don't want to play Borderlands in VR. I want Borderlands 3. Mm -hmm. I can play with my friends and shoot bandits and pick up really wacky, crazy guns. Oh, and kill all the boner toots. Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Run away from skags. Um I, I want Borderlands 3 in 2019. I don't think that that's a tall that that that's a tall order or too much to ask. Come on, Gearbox in 2K, please. That would be wonderful, please. <laughs> Whatever remains to be seen. So I think this is a pretty good. This is a pretty good list of most anticipated for 2019. Lots of good things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Of the things that we've listed, the things that are announced, who do you think has? game of the year potential without us having played any of these games which which of the ones so far you're like that game probably has a shot because i think we knew at this time last year that spider-man had a shot at game of the year Mm -hmm. that god of war had a shot at game of the year that obviously red dead redemption 2 had a shot at game of the year so obviously just for my picks i think resident evil 2 will be in the talk i don't in talks i don't know if it will win game of the year especially if you have a pokemon switch title out that completely shakes the industry and does the whole breath of the wild thing that everyone's been asking for. Oh my God. Um, Dude, I fucking lose my mind. You already know that. So I would say resident evil. I think Anthem will be in talks for game of the year. If it goes according to plan. Yeah. If it goes question mark, what do you get? What do you think about division two? I was, I'm thinking if they can kind of, do a really nice iteration of it. I think it's possible. Like mm-hmm. if it was, if it's too similar to division one, no, but if they've updated and improved and like done all the things that they need to do to make that game, what it could be, I would like to think so that it could like, why not? Right. Why not? If Tilo think- two comes out this year though, I think that's going to be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The game too. Yeah. It'll crush for sure. Yeah. I think if, if Gears 5 can really reinvigorate that franchise, the Gears of War franchise, in the same way that God of War reinvigorated their franchise. Now, let's be honest. It's apples to oranges. They're very different types of games. 
But if they can really take a long, hard look at what that game is narratively and from a gameplay perspective and bring some really cool, innovative things to it, I think it has a shot at Game of the Year. More so than some of these other games. Like, I'm th- I know Mortal Kombat 11 is going to be amazing. It will never get nominated for Game of the Year. I think Metro Exodus is also a potential contender for Game of the Year, but I think it's maybe a little too of a cult favorite to kind of break through the masses in order to earn a Game of the Year nod. I'm with you that like from this list that I'm looking at from confirmed games, I think like the Pokemon RPG has a chance at Game of the Year and Anthem has a chance at Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I don't I don't think the division has a chance. I think any kind of games as service or a live multiplayer game like that um, is the deck is stacked so against them. And I think the reason Overwatch was able to overcome that obstacle or those obstacles is because it's a Blizzard game. And it was like the first new IP that Blizzard had released in so many years. And obviously, it's a very well-designed, well-built, amazing game. And that's why it won. But I think that these other games have a lot uh, that are multiplayer have a lot going against them for game of the year consideration mm-hmm. fair fair enough i i will be curious to see i think days gone is one of those games that's gonna like it's gonna hard flip one of the other ways like either it's gonna be fucking amazing and everyone will be like whoa didn't expect this or it's gonna kind of be it's not gonna be i don't think it will be bad by any means but you know it might just not quite live up to what people would hope for and it's a stressful game, and that's the kind of game where not a lot of people, I think, are into it for that reason alone, right? Where it's like God of War, even though we weren't super duper into God of War the, originally, it was so different and so accessible. You knew you were going to play that game and have these fucking crazy ass freakers chasing you down. And str- I mean, I remember Andrea talking about her hands on time with it. It was you said it was very stressful. It was like a, a lot of anxiety and shit, right? Because, right? Am I making this up? Oh yeah. Okay. It was terrifying. Like, yeah. Like you couldn't even ride through the woods without those things coming after you. And then it was not, it's not just one. It's like a whole pack of them. Yeah. That's like their big mechanic with their, their non-zombie zombies is that they come in hordes and that you can direct the hordes into camps and the human enemies in that game, like in a lot of zombie games, like the human enemies are just pests. Yeah. They just never leave you alone and they always want to murder you for something. And you're like, but it was, why? How do you like, not we all see just get the herd of fucking non-zombies over here? Maybe we should deal with that. Humans suck, yeah. man. Humans do suck. Yeah, I don't Confirm. know how... I don't know if I'm going to be able to play that game. Because it was hard enough for me to get through The Last of Us with the clickers. And oh, that, my God. And, whew, and they weren't as bad as what the freakers look like. The freakers look way worse than the clickers. Mm. Gross. And at least, like, narratively, there was such a deep, amazing, rich story in The Last of Us. And we don't know what the story is in Days Gone. We've seen virtually nothing about who this guy is, what his giant backstory is, what his motivations are, why we should care about him and the world that he's in. Like, And I don't know if that beat is hopefully coming before the game launches. Because right now, I'm like, nope. I don't no care about you, sir. Yeah, no idea. Mm-hmm. The game's a okay. giant question mark for me. Also, I don't think we brought up Fire Emblems coming out next this year too on Switch. Uh, we didn't bring it up because because nobody here care. is like I don't care about Fire Emblem. Without Alexa Ray, everyone's like, nope, Fire Emblem. <laughs> no, Fire Emblem. I like Fire Emblem. I'll play it. I'll try to hold down the fort. I'll try to make Alexa proud. 
my husband. We're sorry, all of you Fire Emblem fans out there. We're not saying the game is bad or that you shouldn't like it. We're just saying it's not our cup of tea. Correct. That's all. You know, I like a good herbal tea. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Sometimes people don't. It's true. All right. Well, this has been a fantastic first show back in 2019. Ladies, thank you for the always stimulating discussion about our resolutions, about some of our top games of 2018, and of course, what we're looking forward to in 2019. There's going to be many, many weeks of talking about video games, and we hope that you guys are going to be here for the ride. Don't forget, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, you can do so. That would help us out a lot. Maybe you want to head over to youtube.com slash what's good games and hit the subscribe button. Maybe you even want to hit the little bell for notifications for when we go live or when we post videos. That would help us out too. Or if you want to go the extra mile because you really love the show and it enriches your life, patreon.com slash what's good games. For just $1, you can get in and get access to our weekly vlogs, our exclusive feed, the happy hour Q&A, which is happening very soon, actually. We'll have the date for you guys on next week's show, but Mm -hmm. kind of keep an eye on the weekend the 11th through the 13th. The 11th through the 13th, yeah. So we're probably targeting Saturday the 12th. For our happy hour Q&A would be my guesstimate. But um, if you've never joined us for one of them before, they're a a riot. They're lots of fun. A hoot. A hoot, if you will. Yes, indeed. And the after hour stream will be back uh, for January. So that's not going anywhere for the time being. And yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got, Britt. That's a good one. No, you got got anything? No, we've already been talking for too long. She's like, I'm tired. No, Let's but it's just, just like, I think it's funny that make, maybe we should make a show resolution to have shorter shows, but probably not. No. <gasps> they love our Blast long shows. Me. <laughs> I'm really just hungry. That's all that's happening right now. She's hangry. <laughs> At this point well, in Simon's go. life, God of War is a fine game. That's all it's it is. Fu- it's exactly. Fine. It's, it's, a, fine. it's fine, guys. It's a good game. It's and then you give her some cheese and she's like, actually, I really like this game. Oh, don't <laughs> talk to me about cheese right now. <laughs> Stuff all right, still go get hurts some cheese, girl. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.